Hey guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook. Welcome ladies and gentlemen of podcast land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You know, redfish are really dumb. How do you take your marsh dump? This fool used all my toilet paper. Bro, Well now that Drew's done dragging this on. TPP15. You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh good lord. I almost died. I do not want to paddle that far. Once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at butt crack dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them chatter? Let me double back here first. And now, a word from Saltside Jet. Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the paddle. Check out our gentlemen of podcast land i'm your host drew turner i'm here with my co-host chris lewis and this is another edition of the paddler's playbook first off i gotta apologize first 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 we're we're a week late chris we are a week late with this episode look man i know something something must be going on in drew's life because he doesn't talk to me anymore He's maybe he maybe has sent me like two messages in the past week. Um, I think his life has been consumed with uh, a football, b his son playing football, and c a little bit of football. Man, I, I've been busy picking up Wesley from football practice, talking to him. Um, he's he's in seventh grade now. He needs my guidance now more than ever. I believe girls sports girls, no more crayons sports. in class <laughs> like it, it's he, he's learning because seventh grade is you know kind of that grade where the teachers quit telling you when everything is due um you gotta kind of sure. you gotta sink or swim so it's it's been a an adjustment for him so I, i've been spending a little more family time with with all of the boys um especially Wesley, though, being the oldest and being in seventh grade, he's really needed a little more mentorship. Um, I mean, I've always offered fatherly guidance and everything to him, but I kind of have to ask more questions because it's not like they come home with the folder with the smiley face that says he had a good day. You got to talk to him. How how did you do in math? Right. He's in all all, uh, honors classes and everything. You know, so how'd you do in math? You got any assignments coming up? Blah, 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 blah. Got to just kind of. Well, we're not going to shame you for that, Drew. We're really yeah, not. It, okay. And, Take and care of your family. He's got a little bit more going on. And then the rods, um, the rod business has been really good. You know, I've had a, a lot of customers. You making that mailbox money yet? I'm, I'm getting there. I, I Look, I made an order today. I made an order today where I'm trying to get that mailbox money. But the, the orders have been good. A lot of listeners have, have purchased some rods. I've been telling people, you know, it is. September 16th as we're recording this. Um, I told people if they don't get their orders in in the next probably two weeks uh, for a Christmas order, it's not going to be ready by Christmas. Um, and that's only because of, you know, it's it's a two-month wait, two-and-a-half-month wait right now for, for a custom rod. I probably got at least 10, and that's not even counting some of these raffle rods that I'm doing. Um, we'll hear a little bit more about that in just a second i'm you know donating to a raffle to help 
the hurricane victims um, and specifically uh, PAC and a few other so that, places that brings in us, Louisiana. That brings us directly into our episode, guys. This episode today, you're going to hear about, man, everything from, you know, how to, how to help uh, those affected by the hurricanes to how we survived hurricanes, what we did in the middle of hurricanes, um, you know, how much we love the, the living on the coast to the meat of this episode, which is uh, the bro code, the man, bro the unspoken, code. the unspoken words of, uh, of, of fishing, the unspoken rules of, of fishing. And then somehow we, we morph in and out of like bro code and social media and then back into bro code and then into YouTube and then back into bro code and then um, TikTok and then we circle back into some more bro code. <laughs> yeah, and, and fishing fishing bro code and, and everything like that. We we talk about some, some things that you should probably never do. Um, we we talk about some things that you should do and if if we we stir up a little shit in this episode. That, that, I'll say that you guys. Got when do we not? When do we not stir what up? What kind some of shit. shit that we're gonna stir up? We, we we stir up a little shit. And if you have in your head, I wonder if those guys are gonna talk about YouTube and this with the bro code. Yes, we are gonna talk about YouTube Probably, yeah. and this, the thing that everybody has an opinion about. We are gonna talk about that, but. Listen to the episode to make sure that I'm not going to lie to you. Join us for the next two hours, guys. We've got a special guest, uh, Brock Miller and uh, Rex DeGuzman, joining us here for the next uh, two hours. So go ahead and plug in, kick back, and as Jess likes to say, sit back and enjoy the paddle. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> sit back, kick, relax, and enjoy and the Enjoy paddle. the paddle. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro staff it's that time again that's right cats 2021 october 2nd weigh-in is two to four at fulton pavilion in fulton harbor park two angler team or individual hundred dollar entry no matter how you choose to be. as always it's all about those two slot reds guys artificial only leave the mullet at home Food and drinks brought to you by Tyson and Fat Tire. You got a fish to eat, guys. No flybys on the beer. But you're going to want to fish this because the prizes are amazing. And get this, even if you don't win, you could win. You heard that right. Average Joe wins an ACK gift card worth $1,000. And let's not forget, one lucky team will take home two custom rods from Turner Rod Co. And let me tell you, I've seen those rods. And my jealousy is running deep, guys. And now it's your turn to be jealous, because I'll be out there this weekend showing off my new leggings from Real Sportswear. The classy fishing leggings for women are everything a woman could want. Crafted with UV, chlorine, and sunscreen-resistant properties for all-day performance on land and water. Work them in with the women's long sleeve top for some striking tournament fishing fashion with a practical edge. So head on over to realsportswear.com and wear what the guides wear. So now that I'm looking fishing tournament pretty, it's time for you to get a little ugly. Ugly Stick makes fishing equipment for those who like to fish ugly. In slime-stained shirts with trusty John boats that burn a little oil. Tough Tackle built to handle just about anything and anyone you can 
throw at it. So go to purefishing.com, click on the ugly stick tab, and start fishing ugly. That's it for me, guys. I hope to see you out there this weekend at Cats Tournament. I'm Salt Side Jess, and I'll see you on the salt side. Guys, due to unforeseen circumstances, the raffle that you're about to hear on this episode has already passed. Unfortunately, we were not able to get the show edited in time for you guys to be involved in this raffle. But we do encourage you to find some way to support the folks down that have been affected by the hurricanes this year. Um, you'll hear a little bit more from Rex about how you can still support Pack, one of our favorite places. So hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. As always, Jess is hooking us up with the information from the salt side of it all. Hey, and uh, I think we dropped something new. I'm, I'm hoping Jess picked it up, but that uh, that new bro code, uh, bro staff code from uh, Live Live, man. I think we got something new from them. So I'm really looking forward to seeing all you guys out there wearing some new Live Live gear. So, Drew, what are we going to talk about today, man? I know we've got a few things uh, set up. One of them I might have accidentally spilled just a second ago. Yeah, but you were, just, you were talking about the bro code today. Bro, today it's the bro staff. The bro code. It's the bro. Well, there's the bro staff discount code and then the bro code. Dude, I kind of accidentally meshed them bro. together. This, many, it's all bro. bro. Too many bros. Yeah. Like this is a lot of bros. Like we were saying and, earlier with me and Rex here, it's. What two bros, one mic? Two bros, two bros uh, one mic. They, guys, if y'all don't see them right now, they're on bros. They got the left ear and right ear connected to each other, and they're using We're one using mic. One set of headphones. We just have one <laughs> cheek, yeah, cheek, cheek to cheek, cheek over here to bring you guys this episode. But on this episode, we're going to talk about the bro code, which is like some unwritten rules of just being a fisherman. Being a bro, and, and, and ladies, you could be a bro too. I mean, some of this stuff could pertain to you, especially when we talk about the fishing side of it. I think we use that that term synonymously. Men, yeah. women, just the bros, you know, yeah. And, and for everybody the fishing that's world. listening that's been asking me about bro staff decals, our man Rico is printing out some new bro staff decals as we speak. He just... He sent me pictures of the decals being cut right now, so I'll have those available again. But before we get into the bro code, man, there's been some serious weather. There's been some serious kayak meccas affected by, you know, some of these hurricanes and everything. And we we want to talk about some raffles, some relief efforts, some... Um, just fundraising for, you know, some of the, our favorite places. And, and I know one of those places is PAC. PAC is, I know, near and dear to Rex. Rex spends a lot of time at PAC. But we also have Brock here joining us from Louisiana Custom Kayaks. And Rex, before we get to you and talk about what you're doing from, for PAC, Brock, you put together, it's a pretty huge raffle, man. Like you've got you've got a lot of stuff listed on the website um, over at Louisiana Custom Kayaks. Tell us first. Tell us where they can find information about the raffle, and then tell us like what all you're giving away because it is a whole bunch of stuff. And also, who who's the money going towards? You know why why is it near and dear to you? Why did you put this all together? 
Yeah. So um, the the whole raffle's running through my website. Um, so you can go on there, select however many ever however many tickets you want to buy. They're ten dollars each. Um, and then uh, below the the item, you'll see a list of everything that we're giving away. And honestly, when I first kind of got the idea, I was thinking, you know, one big package, maybe some rods and baits and little stuff. Um, and uh, one one of my boat customers by the name of Josh Lewis was he contacted me and he was like, man, I want to help out. I'm gonna reach out to some companies and kind of get the ball rolling. I was like, oh, okay. I figured he'd reach out to 10 or 15 companies. And I mean, it, it's insane how many prizes he has rounded up. Um, I mean, we, we have, I think three, around $3,500 in Dakota lithium batteries. We've got a couple of custom rods worth 300 plus dollars. Um, I mean, seven or eight tackle packages. We've got some awesome fish prints from some great, uh, artists, um, it's, I just it, counted 44 items yeah, that are yeah. just on this list right now. Yeah, and that's not counting multiple like prize packs coming yeah. from these. Like there is a lot of great stuff. Brock, Brock. Hey, Brock. What's how up? many tick? How many tickets do I need to buy to get a lithium battery? Dude, it, it's getting up there. I'm actually <laughs> watching the clicker right now, and uh, we just passed 500 tickets. So. We're, uh, wow. we're just over 5,000, um, and I just posted today and had a huge awesome. uptick in, uh, in ticket sales. So um, it's, getting, it's getting pretty good, and it's, it's getting, the odds are getting lower as, as <laughs> we get nearer to the uh, – we're planning on doing it on uh, next Friday. I believe it's the 24th. Um, That's awesome. So, but, I mean, really, we, we, we kind of did it for, for the people at PAC um, and also Calypso Paddle Co. I know – Rex is very familiar with uh, with pack. I don't know if, if y'all fished it um, as well, um, but I mean Eddie and Lisa, they're great people. Once you go down there once, they become they become family. I'm, every time I go down there, and I haven't been in a while, Eddie's like, "Where you been? Where you been fishing this Where you time?" Been? Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing every time. Um, but I mean, it's just devastating to see what they go through. Um, they've got a, a pretty good system where they haul their shop and campers and everything out before the storm, but the damage is kind of inevitable uh, when a, a storm of that size hits them. Um, so they, they, they took some serious damage. The, the kayak launch that we all love is, is pretty torn up. Um, they actually gathered everything back, and then yesterday they had flooding from the, the other tropical storm, and everything floated away again. So. They're still in the process of getting all that back together. Um, and then the other company that we're supporting through the raffle is Calypso Paddle Co. Um, some of y'all might, might not be familiar with them, but they're a, um, a kayak and paddleboard dealer that's based out of Golden Meadow. Um, and they, they also do uh, paddleboard yoga, um, yoga classes. Uh, Faye um, does all that stuff. And they also do... Um, um, marine mat marine decks and stuff on big boats and uh, they actually rode out the storm in golden meadow um, in their shop and uh, they were given kind of live updates throughout the storm and i think at one point before they lost um, service they were saying it, it felt like the roof was about to come off of their building um, so they they had some serious damage um, from the storm they were also looking at, at moving into a shop on Grand Isle, and there's there's no telling what the future of that is right now. So both of those places that, that we know and love took some serious heat. 
um, and damage. So, I mean, we're just we're just trying to do what we can to to kind of help them build back. Yeah, and I can't speak on Calypso, but I know Pack. I think the reason a lot of us love Pack so much is because it is one of the only places that is dedicated to kayak fishermen. Yep. I mean it. It, it doesn't have a normal boat ramp there, but it has like six kayak stalls. It is They rent kayaks. They are there for kayak fishermen. Yeah, the, the whole foundation of Pack Kayak is that uh, is that launch, you know, where people can kind of back up, back up their truck and literally slide their, you know, slide their kayak right into the little kayak slip and, uh, you know, hop, hop in really easily, hop out. Uh, that's the real foundation of it. And that's one of the things that gets moved out with every storm. Um, I've, I had a chance to, to ride out Hurricane Zeta, kind of the, one of the last hurricanes from last year. And uh, that's always the first thing that gets moved out and the first thing that gets moved back in. And uh, they survived six storms, or they moved out six times last year. And uh, they were able to kind of set back up immediately. But, you know, Hurricane Ida, I mean, all the damage I've seen from you know from Facebook and 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 online is just it's it's just complete devastation you know and uh, just the sheer power of that hurricane you know wiped out that uh, that kayak launch and um, you just can't salvage that stuff uh, you you can't you can only do so much and they they brought it behind the levee but you know at, you know water got in behind the levee and and you know they still they still flood back back behind the levee but just not as you know there's there's some protection from the levee obviously but yeah it got pretty tore up um their their boat uh, i mean their uh their porch is tore up the dock that connects to the kayak launch is 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 tore up um they had a brand new sh uh, uh live live shrimp operation set up um and, and that's been all, all all um destroyed Luckily, they did find the shrimp tank. It's it's sitting in the marsh, um, oh, so man. they're able to salvage that. The whole fr filtration system um, is a, uh, you know, it's obviously ruined. But I mean, I think the goal with uh, with with helping helping um, Pat Kayak get up get up and running again is really getting that kayak launch built. Because once that kayak launch is set up there, you know, people can start coming back, and uh. I know that all the people from out of state or, or you know, you know, further out um, that come in, come into PAC, you know, they'll be bringing in relief efforts for the local community, you know, and I think that's kind of a, you know, a real strategy is like if you can get some of the businesses operating again and, and bring traffic down, um, you know, PAC. It's going to bring some cash flow at yeah, the same time. Attention, people, people bringing down um, uh, supplies. Things where you know uh, a lot of us all all the way in Texas aren't just gonna drive there to donate stuff. You know, I mean, it's mm -hmm. just not in the, in the in the logistics. But you know, a lot of people do want to come down there and spend time. And um, having the kayak launch open gives them a reason to to come down and fish, and then spend a couple more days, you know, helping out and, and helping the community. So that's what that's what we're looking looking for. Yeah, and I know you donated some. <laughs> action hats to the raffle i'm doing a custom rod again brock where, what is your website where can they find the information on this raffle guys if you cannot make it down to louisiana but you really want to help out in these efforts to get one of the coolest kayak launches and one of the coolest places to kayak i think 
all over the United States. If you want to help them out and help get them back on their feet, Brock, where can they find that information about this raffle? Um, so my website is lacustomkayaks.com. Um, and just go to the, the home page. You can click the menu, and there will be a, a complete section just for, for the raffle. Um, so super easy to get to. And like I said, just select however many tickets you want. Every ticket is one entry, um, and you can win multiple times. So you could win a, a, a $1,000 battery from Dakota Lithium and then also win a, a custom rod from, from Turner Rodco. So, um, so like your, I said, raffle, your raffle stays in the pot with each Yeah, okay. exactly. Yep. But with 5000 in there. Right now, five hundred yeah. in there. Well, no, it's going to be five thousand yeah, after yeah. after this airs. It's going to be five thousand. <laughs> no doubt. Everybody that downloads this episode should just jump yeah. on there, spend your ticket, buy a raffle ticket, feel good about yourself that you are helping out the kayak community and you're helping out Lisa Mississippi and the guys over at Calypso Paddle Company. Brock, man, you got anything else before we get out of here? Well, you know what? You've been selfless and and talked about. Uh, pack and everything tell us a little bit about louisiana custom kayaks what what, uh, do, you, what do you do so because i'm it, a customer it, i've been a customer yes before. you are <laughs> um so basically it kind of started uh last year during the the whole coronavirus uh pandemic when a bunch of stores were closing and then people were still going fishing um and they were breaking a lot of stuff um and so i had some some past experience working on boats and they ended up coming to me just to fix pedal drives and install some fish finders and small stuff like that um and it kind of evolved and morphed into a full service kind of kayak um outfitter um i've got a an online retail site i have a, a little shop now uh, based out of baton rouge where i do most of my my rigging um and it it just kind of kind of evolved into into what it is now I've um, like I said, I got the, the website rolling and we do online stuff. We sell Marine mat all across the country. I've sent a couple of them to Canada, Hawaii. Uh, I've got a couple of people actually, I've sent some stuff to Italy as well. So it's kind of, kind of taken off a lot bigger than, than I thought it would. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just regular plain Jane. Here's your, here's your gray and blue Marine mat. Like you're doing like alligator skin looking marine mat and custom logos and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I there's not too much that I'll I'll turn down. Uh, some of them might take a little bit longer to to work on it, like when they give you a, a napkin drawing of what they want. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I take the time and try to walk everybody through what we can do and work in the logos wherever we can and. Um, I mean, we can, we've got, I think third around 30 different, uh, color options. Um, we can mix and match any of them. So it's kind of a complete custom deal. I don't like doing anything, you know, plain Jane, something you can buy out the box. I like to kind of customize it and let people make it their own. Brock, did you say that they were bringing you Mirage drives from pack to fix? Um, I've done a, a little bit of work for Pack. Uh, I've, I've been down there with Miss Lisa, and you know, you know what they always need—they need fixed—is those damn splines, man. Because everybody that rents a Hobie down there at Pack, if they've never been in one before, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll try and pull the whole kayak up out of that slip without ever taking the Mirage drive out. Oh, yeah. Bam! Then the splines just 
I've been I've been hanging out. I was down there uh, one day, and I was actually in a class on on Zoom. And uh, Miss Lisa comes in, and she's like, "Hey, you got a minute?" And I'm like, oh, "Not really." And she's like, "Well, somebody just broke this drive. How do we fix it?" <laughs> so, so uh, I've done a little bit of work for them. Uh, I try to help out at really any chance I can uh, when I go down and bring parts and whatever. Um, but yeah, they they definitely run through some parts down there at Pack. Yeah. Well, with the renting, with the renting. Yeah, when you got a I rental saw, fleet. I saw some renters get in there. And yeah. Old girl couldn't make it out of the slip. <laughs> you know, I was going to say Eddie, that. Mr. Eddie was like, I, I don't know if this is the right adventure for you to be on today. <laughs> she, she couldn't even make it out of the slip. They, Rex they was Rex, going on a tandem. Rex was like, you know, you can back your truck up and get in and out real easily. And I'm like, mm, man, I've seen some people look like newborn fawns trying to get in and out of their kayaks yeah, right there. Yeah. Well, I've gone down. Miss Lisa's opened up the shop before, and she's like, I got a drive that I need worked on. And she didn't really describe what was wrong with it. And she just handed me the spine of a drive. It had no fins, no rods, no no crank arms or anything. She's like, yeah, I need I need this fixed. And I was like, all right, give me some time. Uh, what you have is one third of a drive. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna need to order some stuff. Yes, sir. Now, you know, I want to take a second while Brock is on, man. I feel like, I feel like a proud uh, big bro to, to Brock, man. <laughs> you were telling me about this at dinner, and man, I didn't want to bring it up, but I'll I've let known, you talk about I've it. I've known Brock since probably he was like thirteen years old, and he was already kayak fishing at thirteen years old, man. Uh, how old are you now, Brock? I'm twenty-one now. <laughs> I know since he was 13, man. Like, I think when I started my YouTube channel, Brock was one of the first uh, few people that were, like, uh, subscribed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was doing Louisiana, you know, fishing out of Louisiana uh, back then, and I guess that's how he found me. But, you know, kind of seeing seeing Brock grow, you know, I mean, he's uh, now he's got a whole business operation going, uh, still doing the, the kayak thing. He's, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's lived and breathed kayaks and, now he's passing it on to his uh, little Tanner. Yeah. Man, Tan- Tanner's going to be a beast too, man. So I'm proud of you, Brock. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm trying to win everything I can until Tanner can drive and run the roads, and then it's over for us over here. He's he's going to win everything we got. Does he fit that shirt I sent him? Oh, yeah. Dude, he wears it all the time. He wears yeah. that thing out. I thought it was I'm... a little too big. I, I was like, man, Tanner's <laughs> kind of small right now. He'll grow into it eventually. I opened up the box and I was like, "Huh, this is a little small for me." And then you sent me that text about Tanner, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's why you sent it." <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Brock, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I know you told me you had limited time today. You gotta, you gotta go get some custom marine mats going. Get get some product out there so people can fish this weekend. But one more time, what is the website that they can find the information for this raffle? And again, we appreciate you putting it together for the people at Pack and Clipso Paddle. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me. It's it's a great platform to, to get this out there and I know y'all y'all do some great stuff and stand for some good causes. So um the website is LACustomKayaks.com um and it's right there on the home page. You should be able to just hit uh it's Hurricane Ida relief raffle for Pack and Calypso. Um and then you can you can order however many tickets um that you want and the drawing will be next Friday. I believe it's the the twenty fourth. So we hadn't nailed down a time yet. We have a lot of logistics to work out because this has gotten a little bit bigger than we thought it would be. Um, but we'll be making some posts next week to kind of nail down a time and how everything's going to go down. If I were you, I wouldn't even consider doing live. I would just yeah. forget that. 
Maybe pre-recorded. Yeah, there's yeah. not enough of those random name generators to sit there and I put know. a thousand names in there. That's, yeah, that's going to we'll, be a little tiny wheel and sit there and spin forever. Yeah, we're going to see. We're gonna, I may need to pull some strings and work with some people who know what they're doing to, to figure out how we should do it. But we'll figure he's gonna it out. Be writing, he's going to be writing down people's names on pieces of paper, throwing it in a hat, yeah. I'll, I'll shaking have, the hat up. I'll have Tanner writing those down for me. <laughs> There you go. There you go. All right, Brock. Well, we appreciate you coming on here, man, and we look forward to hearing more about uh, about the raffle and, and the winners and, you know, keep doing your thing down there at Louisiana Custom Kayaks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. All right. Talk to you later. Adios, senor. All right. Now, Rex, so, you're also doing something for PAC, right? No, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we're doing um, – we're doing uh, – Basically, I, I I've been printing uh, shirts for for Pack Kayak, so the ones that are available in the shop. So I added them to the the website. So we have a, a full line of Pack Kayak branded um, uh, long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts, tank tops, kids apparel, um, and uh, even the new um, long sleeve performance hoodies uh, that have Pack Kayak on it. So um, all those all the the profits from the sales of those shirts are going towards pack kayak helping them um rebuild man uh, that like i was saying earlier man that whole area has just been hit so so hard and um i know for a fact that a lot of people that go to pack and and uh have visited it you know you know uh, mr eddie and miss lisa are, are family to them so anytime like a disaster hits any area you know the first thing you want to do is see see how your family uh can help you know can be helped or, or what they need so um you know ever since they got hit with hurricane ida uh we've been trying to figure out you know the best way to help them so one of the things is i'm selling the, the pack kayak shirts but um a lot of people that that have visited there and like we consider the the extended pack kayak family um you can also just donate to them directly and again what we're trying to do with that money is is really purchase and secure the uh the lumber to rebuild um the kayak launch so you know with the the short supply in the area obviously um and also just the overall pricing um of lumber and building materials now nowadays you know that chris um <laughs> building <laughs> materials are super expensive so um it's going to cost a, a lot of money to uh to rebuild the, the kayak launch primarily but also they also have to build the dock that the kayak launch attaches to and that's first and foremost that they can just start operating again right now they can't operate because it's literally there's no advantage to um launching off the side of the road versus like the basically it's just a, a seawall right yeah. there you know um so that's what that's what we're trying to do so people can can donate directly to them um or you know you can buy a shirt uh, and 100 percent of profits will will go back to pack that's awesome man Awesome. I got my pack shirt coming. Yeah, you do, man. I got I got them all printed up. I need to give you some cash for yeah. for some pack shirts. Hey, give me some cash yeah. too. I, not you. You're not a good cause. Like, <laughs> oh damn! The, the, the cause that you need money for. I'm not even an okay cause. You decide. <laughs> you you chose the life that you're living with that remodel right now. <laughs> you you had choices on houses and you picked that remodel. Speaking of lumber, man, lumber prices are actually coming down now. I don't That's know good. if you've seen, but uh, uh, for the past 
year and a half, I haven't even be able, been able to sell raw timber um, because the cost of raw timber is is on pennies right now. So, and we won't even go into that discussion. But yeah, the cost of of lumber is actually coming down a little bit, That's good. which is nice. Yeah. Now, now, Chris, Louisiana has not been the only folks affected by hurricanes and storms. You know, the last couple of weeks and. You have a you have a cause that you wanted to talk about something that well no this is for Louis bro this is for Louisiana yeah this is for Louisiana so um, basically we've all got ties okay Texas and Louisiana the there is a brotherhood and sisterhood among states and you've probably all seen it before it's a cartoon and it's like Texas and and Louisiana are kind of hugging it out you know. that's the way that we've always been. That's the way I've always known it. Um, as far as me coming into Texas from Louisiana, you know what? I got here as fast as I could, guys. Um, but what Slow Ride, Dee Thomas, is doing is they're actually taking um, collections. Okay, And what I mean by collections is not, not uh, monetary, but physical items that they can donate to fishermen that have lost nearly everything that they had as far as their either either just weekend warriors that were out there fishing or guys that were actually using it as their their main income they're donating these items to these people now the foundation um that that's been put together is uh, from a gentleman by the name of kelly watson and uh he's actually the man on the scene that's that's collecting everything as far as donations um getting in and you can find him on facebook but if you'd like to get more information about the donations, what they're actually doing, and, I, and guys, I've got tons of stuff in my storage that I'm going to just start piling up in boxes. And what you can do is you can call Dean Thomas. I'll give you his number. All right, it's 361-266-4711. Okay, you can give him a call. If he doesn't answer, go ahead and leave a message. He'll get back to you. Um, he's really good about getting back to people towards the end of the day. And he'll go ahead and, and let you know where you can drop off your donations. If you'd like, if you're in the Ranzas Pass area, just drop them off directly to him. It's 821 South Commercial Street. Um, anything that you'd like to get over to uh, Louisiana via this, th- these donations, um, go ahead and, and get with Dean, and he will tell you exactly what they need and how they're going to get it out there. So... Uh, yeah, my money's slim, but my donation, the amount of stuff that I have to give is magnanimous. (laughs) You're going to donate some of the matrix, matrix baits that you got? Uh, you mean attracts? Attracts. That's what I meant. The attracts. I got 700 bags or so of them suckers. (laughs) I think you you put me on those attracts. Man, those things, (laughs) I'll tell you what, dude, it's good stuff. Good baits, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Rex, but yeah, I've got. What were those baits that smelled like licorice? That's everything else besides. They were tandems. Oh, the uh, logic lures. Logic lures. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. You don't have any more of those. Oh, I have plenty of those. You used to yeah. have tons of those yep, logic the lures. The tandems. Yep. They smell like licorice to me. They do. They do. Uh, that's the old. That's old school, man. Black yeah, licorice. licorice. Black, black licorice. licorice. Yeah. Yes, they smell like black licorice. 
Well, we got anything else to talk about before we get into this bro code stuff, man? Yeah, you know what? It was funny. Funny what Brock was saying about, uh, well, it's not funny, of course. None of that was funny. But he was saying, you know, they were talking about they felt like the roof was going to come off of their, their shop. You know, I guess that was uh, Mr. Eddie and Miss Lisa. They no, were in a shop. The and, Calypso paddle. Oh, the Calypso paddle. Okay. Um, when you're in a metal building, everything sounds 10 times, maybe even 20 times worse than what it really is. We just had a hurricane blow through here, right? And Alvin, Texas was sort of not really the epicenter, but man, we got hit by a lot of that wind. And I have nothing to buffer around me. And all sorts of shit was falling down on top of the RV. And every time something would hit, I'd be like, damn it, man, we got to get out of here. We're just going to die. And I went and looked outside, and it was like twigs. <laughs> just like little bitty twigs. <laughs> I'm like, how in the hell did that little bitty twig make all that noise? But it's the fact that you're in a metal uh, building. Yeah, you're in a tin can. And everything just sounds so much worse than it really is. It just makes you so much more anxious being in an RV yeah. or something like that. Whenever well, about about 1 o'clock, the, the wind kicked up between 50 to 60 miles an hour. And we decided to come inside the house and sleep underneath an open roof, <laughs> open ceiling. It. You were done with yeah. it then. Yeah, we were done with it for sure. You know, we've rode out hurricanes here in, in you know Texas, but like – you know, right now, you're, I mean, you're you're a lot closer to the coast now, Chris. Um, yeah. But like when I rode out Hurricane Zeta at PAC last year, uh, we stayed in the uh, Redfish Retreat, which is like a camp over the water. Um, man, and it that wind just feels like you. It feels like you're in a train. You know that that wind is just like <laughs> relentless. It's and not what you would uh, expect. No, and I just kept looking at the 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 roof, and then you know sometimes you could. You could see it like wanting to, to bounce up and, and creep up, and that, you know, one particular gust could knock the whole whole roof off, and your ears pop because you feel the pressure changing. Oh, uh, it was it was super sketchy. So we were we were sitting there during Hurricane Zeta, and I'm just watching that roof, and then I look at look across, and then the house on the house next to us, the roof just blew off. Jesus, holy and crap! And I'm like, oh man, this is like, let me just go. <laughs> go inside i put i put the life jacket on my dog uh we put life jackets on because like if if that roof can go off you know ours can go off but you know what's crazy the storm we rode out in hurricane zeta through hurricane ida it's it's completely demolished all that's left there is the the stairs jesus um the redfish retreat is is literally in the marsh right now so, so but you know you you talking about riding out the storm and before we get into the the, uh, the meat of this this episode the probably probably the worst occasion of ever riding out a storm i was in alabama during uh, hurricane andrew and hurricane andrew was a big one that was a huge storm yeah it was a huge storm and uh, my cousin who is mm, 25 years older than me uh, he's the same age as my mother um, he had a 45 foot Hatteras and he goes, Hey, look, we're going to need help tonight because we can't leave the Hatteras in the slip. We've got to take it out into the bay. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and my mom's going, my son's going to die. <laughs> but 
it's actually not as bad when you're in the water in a boat yeah, whenever a storm yeah and it's it wasn't like uh, when you're stationary and all that's happening around you it it's just terrifying when you're in the water it's like you're just one with the water man you're just kind of moving around and turning and the way they that they anchor you down is completely different than if you were anchored you know just offshore um it was an experience for sure man it was it was definitely something to remember it's worth talking about like a lot of people don't understand why some people ride out the storms um and i think in louisiana like i know the reason people a lot of times people the reason people ride out the storms especially at pack is because um depending on the severity of the storm sometimes they'll cut off your access to get back into it so a lot of them will ride out the storm so that the minute that the storm passes they can quickly address you know anything that that needs to happen. start putting their life back together because they know that's how that's the cycle you know that's the penalty for for living in, in paradise is you gotta you gotta deal with these hurricanes so they want to be absolutely on-site the minute the the storm passes so they can start the work because the work has to happen and a lot of people you know will you know they might not have access to get back in there if if all the say the the telephone poles are are, are in the road so they can't even start and then they worry about looters. They worry about like their their you know their property yeah. going missing. And even like whenever I wrote out Hurricane Zeta, a lot of the shrimpers decided to keep their boats outside of the levee and ride it out because they didn't want to be trapped behind the levee. You know the um, the locks because uh, sometimes they, it takes days to open the locks to and open them back up. Yeah. So you know their livelihood and, and their life is is uh, is on the line. Um, and that's why they, they, they take the risk and ride it out because they know they got to get back in and do work and, and uh, keep things going. I'd be so all of our, anxious. I don't know if all I of our, sorry, man, all of our listeners that are landlocked, um, this is what was I going to say? All of our listeners that are landlocked, it's, it's a completely different world down here that, um, and it, y'all think we're crazy, right? Like a lot of how many times have you heard people say, you know, oh, those crazy coon asses are out there stocking up on beer so that they can have their hurricane party. Well, that hurricane party is it has a purpose <laughs> because one, a couple purposes. One, we're going to have to drown some sorrows <laughs> Two, we're going to have to to uh, dull the effects a little bit. And, and and three, the stores are going to be closed, so Everything's gonna you, be can't, closed. you you can't stores, go get more you can't go get more beer. <laughs> yeah, landlocked landlocked people are grabbing up the milk and the and the and the bread, man. Uh, coastal really folks easy. are grabbing it's up the really beer. Easy for people who aren't around hurricanes to say, why don't you just evacuate? Why don't you just evacuate? Yeah, and you know a lot of the people that live on the coast, you know, to be a hundred percent honest, like it costs money to to go rent a hotel yeah. for X number of days. Gas. Even, even if they're and the gas that, you know, they're just away from home and it's not a vacation. Exactly. A lot of people can't afford uh, to do that. And literally if they're away from their home, they can't resume their, their business. Cause a lot of them live off, you know, live off the water, live off the land. Um, especially if you're living that close to the, to the coast. So it, it's, it's 
they have to they have to ride it out um you know with hurricane ida with with the advanced warning and, and everybody knowing like this is a direct hit and it's gonna be a big one you know a lot of people did leave but you know some people just they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't afford to to leave they can't leave their property yeah and you i love the way you put it man it, that's the price to pay to live in paradise um and that's why we live here it's because we love it and we accept the risk yep but like i was like i was saying though i would be too anxious like i get extremely anxious camping on the beach and worrying about the tide coming in and getting my tent wet i can only imagine trying to sleep and it being nighttime through a hurricane or something rex don't my freaking mind rex don't give a shit he just grab a roll of duct tape if something gets messed up he's just gonna <laughs> yeah we were camping out on on the beach and uh what july 4th yeah man my my tent my tent uh stakes my tent pole broke it was a shootout behind me what beach was that was that brian beach brian uh, beach yeah. i was just sitting there hugging my gun well it, like, it, i wish they would the cops showed up and they were asking us, hey, guys, did you guys hear any gunshots? And I think it was me and Ed. And me and Ed were like, there's fireworks going off. It's 4th of July. How do we pick between gunshots and, you know, fireworks? Yes, we heard loud noises for the past four hours. I was we more surprised nobody. I'm su- I was more surprised nobody had gotten run over. <laughs> yeah, I was sketchy. Every time lights came came by the camp the the tent that was like we were stupid for that yeah. like that so that was something dumb that we did so we're we're now talking about hanging out with the bros and doing bro stuff man um and and i'm not just gonna let us slip into talking about the bro code i'm actually gonna tell a story and i'm gonna tell it to rex and and how this this bro code thing started <laughs> um so there's a weekend where Drew was going to go out to Port Aransas. Actually, I think he stayed somewhere near there, not necessarily in Port Aransas. We're in Ingleside. Ingleside. And he was going to have a nice relaxing weekend with his with his bay. And uh, they were going to do some fishing. But it ended up, the weather ended up being a little bit worse than what they expected. And I was like, oh, you know what? Since it's bad, you know, I'll go ahead and, and give my homie a spot to go fish that might be a little bit better than than where he's at right now but it's close by and I know it produces really well and it's and it's protected and next thing you know like after I give him this this location like he starts hitting me up on messages like not but maybe 8 hours afterwards and you could tell that Drew's been drinking you can tell when Drew's been drinking because his texts get really excited right He's really excited about excited what he, font. Yeah, it's you can tell like there's excitement all over in these words. And he's like, "Yo, we're going to talk about bro code on the next episode." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Um he's like, "Because it's wrong when like things like when somebody tells you about their secret spot and then you take somebody else to their secret spot or you go to the secret spot without that somebody else." And I'm like, "Damn." He's telling me I broke all sorts of bro codes today by giving him that spot. That's what he's doing. No, no. He's no, making no, me no, no. he's so, making me feel bad. 
<laughs> by giving him a secret spot to go fish, man. <laughs> there, there was multiple things that we talked about. Um, one of the other things that we talked about is, as I believe you met up with an individual, and I'm not going to name any names on the show, Uh-oh. but you met up with an individual that was rather late to your uh, to your fishing excursion um on that same weekend and that was another thing that made me think of it as well he he might have uh he might have broke the bro code by showing up <laughs> extremely late to this to this agreed upon time that you guys were going to go up and and meet but it wasn't it wasn't about that there was a lot of conversation that I was having with someone else uh about YouTube so for the for the record everybody for the record, everybody that shows up to fish with me shows up late. That's because you're always like butt crack of dawn, baby. Way earlier than everybody else. One of my favorite times to be on the water is pitch black, waiting for the sun to come up. Well, it takes your old ass a while to get everything out. Of oh your hell! Ready to. Oh hell! You hear you gotta, that? You gotta wait, Rex. Long. You gotta wait for. Listen to this young buck. Get everything, everything <laughs> ready and going. Which one do you want to start with, Chris? Do you, um, you look, just want to go back and forth and let's just all honestly, talk about one of our bro code things? Honest, I'm honestly, one of Rex's that we talked about it at dinner. When, when, when you said bro code, the first thing I thought about was like a Wayans Brothers movie. Okay, that's what I started thinking about was something you know related to sex and college uh, sororities and and frat parties okay That's i wasn't think thinking when you think of the wayans brothers i wasn't thinking fishing no I that was three different things don't there don't drink your <laughs> juice in south central <laughs> no, no bro code bro code like i know what you're talking about like bro code is like you can't you know, you don't want to date your your homie's ex girlfriend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I, I think. That that's what. I, but but then but then he was like, you know, talking about the fishing bro code, and I was like, oh, those are just unwritten rules. Yeah, I, yeah. I got unwritten rules, bro code. I'm I'm kind of. I think for the sake. I think for the sake of the show, since we have the bro staff, it's appropriate to the fishing bro code. Fishing bro code. Got it. So, bro staff code. This is the bro I don't, staff code. I don't know that I necessarily have a bunch of them, but I will touch on one that um, I, I might have offended you with, Drew. And and that was um, – it was the day of a, of a tournament, and Drew loves to do this. He really does. He loves to ask where I'm fishing. I, I do. I want, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know where you're fishing. And, and it's not – it's I know I know I know you're not going to be there I know you're not going to you're not going to you know tell people where I'm fishing I know that but it's one of my unspoken rules never to talk about where I'm going to go fish especially for a tournament and it's it's just I think it's some the stigma behind it talking about it before I do it that uh I don't and I know there's like not like some superstition about it it's just like if I don't talk about it then maybe there's things won't go chance. south. But there's also there's zero chance of it leaking about where you're going to go. There, there you go. Yeah, that too. I've got to ask, though. You've, you've told me a few times. Have you purposely told me wrong places to see if it leaked? That way you know that you can trust me. 
<laughs> it's entirely possible. I can't recall any specific instances, but <laughs> it is entirely possible. Just to see if they'll give you an answer. Like I don't care where they're in the water. In the water. I don't care where they're fishing <laughs> because I, I don't really fish tournaments at all. Um, I don't care where they're at, but sometimes I'll just ask them just to see if they'll give me an answer, just, just to see if I can get anything out. And at the Cats tournament, October second, when I'm emceeing everything, I'm gonna just I'm gonna ask some people just to say what they say on the microphone. I'm be like, so where did you catch your fish today? And and see if anybody's gonna answer. You well, you go ahead and start tallying up how many times you hear in the water, or Dawson's or in Creek. the mouth. Dawson's Creek. Uh, what's some other good? Good fake ones. The, um, the lagoon. Zephyr the lagoon. Cove. La- Zephyr Cove. The lagoon is real. I know, but people <laughs> say it. It's become like this mysterious, mysterious place. People were getting the ban hammer from from uh, a certain Facebook pages for saying the lagoon. The like lagoon. it, it was like the that. administrators were so sick of hearing about the lagoon. They were like, if you say the freaking lagoon one more time, you're getting the ban hammer. <laughs> so what where did he go did he have to go take a dump i think so i think he took a little break oh so we just, man do we just edit this out no we can we can talk about drew while he's gone you know <laughs> <laughs> there, there ain't nothing wrong about that you know um you fished a lot with drew and uh i don't think the dude has any superstitions um he's all you know straight facts and and realities whenever he's fishing like for instance waking up before 10 a.m to go fishing is absolutely ludicrous to him he doesn't want to do it he thinks it's ridiculous but bringing an entire roll of toilet paper to go fishing is appropriate oh man there's been several times when drew's supposed to pick me up and it's like he's an hour late and then uh, i'll just get a mysterious text message like bro i ate tacos last night Say no more, fam. Say no I more. You. I got you. <laughs> we were just talking about your uh, your bubble guts and eating tacos the night before going fishing and you being late. He, you know, you know like why don't you why, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, why don't you know like like the night before don't don't overdo the grub, man. You know, I'm going on this this um this camping trip on the devil's river and I've been working on drying up for the past two weeks, man. <laughs> well, uh, you get a good routine. I know. I, I know I need three training. L crap bags for the whole trip. I'll need three for <laughs> L Monday. Like, um, no, it, it's gotten better. I mean, if, if, if that's really what we're talking about, um, if the if the listeners want to know, I started on a probiotic. Um, <laughs> it, it's really been helping over the last two months. A uh, lot, lot regular, you know, more regular. It's good. Kind of changed good. some of my eating habits with it. It's it's been good. It's good for inflammation too. <clears throat> I haven't been uh, haven't been too too late for anything. You know, I just I make sure I plan my trips around. You know, the restrooms in the morning. I, I know it's going to happen every morning. So. So now that Drew's back, um, Rex, what yeah, about man. your un, some of your unspokens? I mean, I think I, I made this big YouTube video, and it was a PSA about quit asking for spots online. Right, and, this is a good one. You know, all it, I mean, all it, all it is is about just just having a little bit of discretion, you know. And 
I think, you know, back in the day before social media, right? Like people just had that discretion. Like you only told people you trusted where you caught, you know, you caught these fish. Maybe not. I wasn't back there. then. Maybe people were free with their information, right? But, you know, one of the most memorable things, uh, when I first started kayak fishing, um, I started doing the YouTube thing kind of at the same time. Uh, Sonny Mills was like my, the redfish god, you know, still the redfish god. He's just not as active online anymore. I'm sure he still, he still fishes, but I remember seeing a, seeing like videos of him sight fishing these reds. And as a complete newbie, I just asked him, Hey Sonny, where, where is this? Like not as a direct message, uh, but just as a comment to his video, like, Hey, where is this? Right. And you see that those type of posts happen all the time, especially in all the, the fishing forums and everything. And, you know, Sonny replied really nicely. He's like, sorry, man, uh, I'm going to be fishing this spot for a tournament. So I can't really give out that info. You know, months later, I realized like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. And the reason you're not supposed to do that is because there's literally like thousands of online lurkers who just wait or we're just waiting to get like Intel on a free spot. And I don't know what the allure of it is, um, but it's like, okay, so somebody caught a fish there. And part of that video I was making about quit asking for spots online, it's kind of twofold where it's like, you know, spots change, you know, but you know, like the conditions change. So just because they caught fish there, the fish were there one week, you know, the fish may not be there next week. But on the other side is the, 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 the spot potentially getting burned. Like literally like if somebody drops a spot, um, next week 20 people can be there you know and that's what would happen like whenever um you know before going to the causeway was such a such a thing to do like night fishing the causeway it still is it's still, it's still very popular but whenever like this youtube thing started taking off a lot of people were doing videos from mm -hmm. the causeway like me included and next thing you know it's like every weekend it's just like just tons of people out on the causeway and the causeway is fine. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of lights to do that. But then you, you kind of expand that towards, um, you know, towards night fishing and other spots or towards new marshes, towards, uh, you know, just towards like relatively secret spots that only a handful of, of people know. And, you know, spots, uh, you know, spots get burned. So, like, I guess the bro code is, is just having some discretion um, especially online about blowing out spots or potentially blowing out spots, you know, that's there. That's there are going to be people that are listening to this that do not believe that you can decimate a location in the water. They, they do not believe that you're going to blow out a spot. You can for um, sure blow out a spot. Absolutely. And case in For point, sure. case in point, um, a little known, a well-known location in Sabine um, called Bailey's, right? Mm -hmm. um, for a long, long time, um, a lot of people, only the locals really fished that area. 
and then word started to get out and you know other people started to go fish that area and then um people were taking other people from very far far away locations to this area to go fish and next thing you know they were taking their people and the place is worthless now it's like a freaking ghost town man what and and like rex was saying you know you don't ask for spots but also if someone takes you to a spot do not bring someone else to that spot like that that's kind of part of the bro code to me like you you if someone takes you to their spot in confidence they don't think that you're either going to go to that spot without them or they don't think that you're going to blow up their spot like they trust you enough to take you to one of their good spots so yeah it's it's uh, that's a tough scenario because a lot of times like i'd rather discover a spot and explore it on my own that's the fun of it to me but then it's like let's say it's let's say you took me to a spot right forever in my mind i'm like oh drew showed me this spot and every time i bring somebody here or if this spot ends up being like blown out like i caused that but i mean realistically and on the texas on the texas coast we we don't have that that much uh there's very few secret spots, you know, and it may come to a point where every spot is known. So then the whole blow up factor uh, just nulls itself out, you know, what, with Google Maps and everything. It makes it a lot easier. Oh, yeah. To find yeah. Spots. Yeah. You're, you're sitting there doing your research and you're going, oh, man, that's only four miles. I can do that. Yeah. You know, or, or uh, you know, that's damn, that's 10 miles. I'll never be able to make it there. Um, but let me find another route. Maybe I can drive somewhere that's a little bit closer. You know, there have been places I know I've taken Drew to, and uh, we've fished areas and had good days. And then, you know, I, I've been like, this is not a secret spot. This is not a secret location. Everybody, a lot of people know about it, but you have to know how to fish it. Exactly. You know, yeah. you, you have to know how to fish the area in order to produce. You can see kayakers out there for days and days and days, and they won't produce anything. Hell, I've been out there, and I've had a hard time producing anything. But more often than not, I'm going to go out there and have a pretty good day. Um, so blowing up spots is sometimes more about actually knowing how to fish the area. And that's kind of where some of these patreons uh irk me that is what i was gonna ask next so is selling spots on youtube through patreon against the bro code i think okay first off and i was just having this conversation with my neighbor who i'd never met until today because a tree fell from my property onto his and it was a hundred freaking 20 year old elm that was like 80 foot tall. <laughs> so we had to have a conversation about it. But anyway, um, we were talking about how I said, man, I would never fault anyone for trying to make money, to make a living. Okay. We were talking about windmills and how much windmills suck. <laughs> and I was like, whoever came up with that idea, I'm not going to fault them. Okay. For, for coming up with an idea and trying to capitalize off of it. But don't tell people that 
it's going to save the world because it's not. And then you have, and I, I'm probably going to get a shitload of hate mail for that. A bunch of people listening are going to be like, you dick. But Patreon is sort of like they that, They already right? think you're, I mean, they, yeah. they've already got yeah. their mind made, made up about you. We're 47 episodes in. Yeah. So you're either a dick or you're cool. Either way, I don't think this episode is going to change anything. So uh, Patreon's a lot like that, you know, and I've, I've thought about it many times. I'm like, I'm not going to fault this person for going out there and trying to make a dollar. OK, but you kind of have to have some ethics about it. OK, and what I don't like is that um, I think there's no boundary on the type of information that's actually been being given. And although I'm not a. A participant in the Patreons. I don't know exactly what those people are giving away because I'm not on the receiving end, right? Um, from what I've heard, it can it can give away some very um, in-depth information that people should be going out there and figuring out on their own. There are Patreons that post a video, show them catching fish. And then drop pins, where they caught fish, where they launched, everything about what they just did in their YouTube video from the Patreon. How do you um, feel about that, Rex? No, I think it's it's a it's a really it's a really complicated uh, thing, especially you're just you're basically you're just adapting like this day and age technology, right? Like people have the opportunity to give super detailed information. And just like you, man, I've actually had this conversation with one of the Patreon people, you know, and it's like, hey, man, I, I can't ever hate on you for for, for making a dollar for your hustle, for, for making right. your money. Like, this is the way you do it. Right. I was like, but you do, you know, like this is a bro code violation. I said it verbatim. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the reason why our people have this like weird feeling uh, pushback yeah. against it. Like. People who live by that bro code have like a vile reaction to that, right? There's so much like embedded in it. It's like, oh, you're just giving out this free info and intel that people, you know, that have people have worked to get that info and, and work and really learn that spot. You're just giving it away for five dollars, ten dollars. I was like, nothing against your hustle. And I, I mean, to me, there's so many ways. To, to really look at it right but it's a bro code the people who react uh, negatively towards that they feel like a bro code has been violated yes right and that that the people who are who are just getting this information didn't earn it you know and on the flip side is the people complaining about it you know they feel like they own the water right or what makes like a tournament person like so special that he only he can fish it and why can't the newbie come in and enjoy some of this this fishing so you know i mean there's a lot going on with it so some of these people like you know they may learn a spot you know get a spot in techniques through through patreon um and then they get hooked by by the fishing and that kind of sets them on on their path to go learn learn how to find spots mm -hmm. and learn how to fish. And now that technique is in their wheelhouse, right? And like, then those people may turn into the guys that are like, man, don't give away these spots because then they've 
kind of learned and they've it's grown like, it's into like it's their like, secret spots. It's like different tiers, you know, like I didn't grow up in a sport fishing family, you know, like back in the day, my, my grandfather who I never met was a commercial fisherman. My dad's not really into fishing, you know, so I legit learned, learned how to, to fish from watching some, some TV shows like the bass fishing shows that were on, on TV. And I would just try to emulate it and just fishing the bayous. But then when I got into sport fishing, like let's say in, in college, I legit went to Barnes and Nobles and I got fishing for dummies, you know, <laughs> it taught you about all the different types of plugs, the different techniques, how to look for, 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 for spots and edges and, and what you're looking for. So I, I learned it through a book, you know, cause I didn't have like family, like schooling me on, on like, and you didn't have YouTube or Patreon either. No. So I'm saying like, that's, that's what it is. It's like part of the, this technology is now available, right? Like imagine I'm playing devil's advocate on both sides, right? Like every time I have a car, car problem, right? I go look on YouTube and some, some guy explains it and I just have to watch like five. Okay. So that's, that's where that, that part is. And that's how I remove that part. You know, maybe some mechanics are like, these stupid YouTube, these YouTubers mm -hmm. taking know, the money out of my family's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying it's, it's, it just depends on where, on where you're, you're coming from, but legit, like the reason people generally hate the Patreon spot burners is because they grew up on that bro code of like discretion of spots. And this whole idea that you're learning the info and and you're applying that knowledge and it's like self-taught there's like there's a little bit of macho mm -hmm. macho-ness to it that i earned this this intel i earned this this spot and i learned it on my own nobody had to give me and then it, me it hurts yeah. it hurts when you're out there one day and you see somebody else and you're like hold up yeah nobody what's you doing this hold up no, yeah this I found this. What you doing here? This is my um, spot. You know, but you have extreme cases where it's not just one person. Like you pull up the spot, there's 20 people there, mm -hmm. and 20 people in like some small spot. No, like nobody's catching fish. Nobody's catching anything. There's too many. Yeah, people. turn around, go somewhere else. At that point, at that I, point, go somewhere else. I think it's 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 kind of a <clears throat> a maturation of your of the way that you look at fishing and the way you look at kayaking. And, you know, I'll just be straight up. Some of these Patreon fishermen, they were new to the game. Like, they were new to fishing. They were new to kayaking. Um, great with YouTube. Great with marketing and stuff like that, which gave, which is presentation. What, yeah, yeah, their presentation was yeah. good, good at editing. But as a whole, they, they hadn't been fishing like me and Chris and Rex since early 2000s, you know, out there and crappy shitty kayaks and everything else they weren't a part of some of that you know earn it get out there find your spot the secrecy of it those type of people are the same type that really are the same that will say like oh you can't burn a spot and they'll invite their their friends to a spot that somebody else showed them and they don't think that there's anything wrong with it because truthfully, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But once you start to grow and it 
fishing trips start to become less about the number of fish you caught or, you know, they, they just, they go from, you know, it's I, more I about the time, the time your fishing pal almost shit himself. Yeah, well, you know, stories it's, like it's story, that. It's more about <laughs> the time that you spend on the water and less about the amount of fish that you caught. No, I, I think really when you first start, start kayak fishing, let's just be specific about kayak fishing. You know, when you first start kayak fishing, like there's a lot of pressure on you to start catching that fish. And sometimes it takes you a long time in the kayak to get good at that, like, controlling the boat and fishing at the same time you're like you some people may be learning how to kayak and fish at the same just, time just fishing oh the, the, i'm gonna drop that dude's that name cast you know yeah so i'm gonna super, drop that dude's name that i've been seeing all over facebook lately you're super <laughs> desperate you know to to catch to catch a fish yeah. you know and that, that that's really your validation is, yeah. like catching a whole lot of fish is your validation for Putting in the money and the time and yeah. the hours spent watching videos yeah. and everything else. Catching that fish is your validation. You know, one thing I did notice, though, because this is having the honest truth is I fish more out of Louisiana now than out of Texas because I like lump sum all my fishing into last year. I spent four months in Louisiana, but the four months I spent there, like I'm fishing every single day that mm. the sun's out, <laughs> you know, but in Louisiana, that bro code is different than the bro code in Texas. And I think Texas just has way less water. But even if you were to go to a Louisiana group, people are way open with the spots. They're like, oh, the trout are hitting over here. Go, go over here, you know, fish that, that one piling next to that small island, you know. <laughs> there's a lot less people fishing the areas too, though. But there's, but it's still online. Mm-hmm. So anybody can who wants to go out and fish can go there, but there's also so much water, there's so much marsh, so much water to fish that even if they go there, they just hop over to the next cut or the next canal and they'll shoot down to the next spot. People are, are, are hopping around anyways. But I mean, I've noticed that too. And I had, I had friends who used to fish like kayak tournaments uh, from, from Louisiana and they'll, they'll legit tell, tell, yeah, I went over, I went over here. Oh, you went over here, and then they'll just tell spots right, just right then, right back and forth to each other. Because part of them, they're just wide open with the the, the info because next week the fish probably aren't there. They'll anyways, be somewhere else, you know. Yeah, and it's like you just go to your spot where you're comfortable, and you kind of know, or like if you pull up to that spot, like you you either know the fish are there or they're not, you know. But I did notice that. Louisiana people are very, uh, very generous with their info. Basically. Or you think they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, 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 could, they could be, they could be pulling a Chris on you and just yeah. telling you a wrong spot to yeah. see if you're, maybe that's go, where I learned it. <laughs> see if you're going to go over no, there. But literally like hanging out at, at, at pack kayak, you know, cause pack kayak has a tackle shop and people just sit around on the porch. So people come in and come out and like, where are they at? And people just, well, they're right down there. To be to be honest with you, most of the time it's just little trout spots here and there. So it's not like there's a school of reds yeah. <laughs> back yeah. in this back pond, you know. And that, so that whole marsh is a trout spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what I what I said was, uh, just a minute ago is I'm going to drop this guy's name that I've been seeing on Facebook lately. Um, and the thing is, is that this dude and he reminds me 
of uh, you remember seeing that movie, The Fifth Element? Mm-hmm. You know uh, who is it? Is that Chris um, Tucker? Chris, yeah, Chris Tucker. Okay, he reminds me of Chris Tucker playing Ruby. Uh, what what was what was the guy's dude, name? What Ruby. What kind of videos are you watching? No, no, no. Look, dude, <laughs> this guy has got a personality that big, and it's really fun to watch. Um, I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos because honestly, I have a attention span of a freaking cricket. It's very small. And, uh, but this dude's kind of, kind of funny. Um, he's, he's loud and obnoxious. And I'm, I'm like, Hey man, <laughs> I'm like your white brother. <laughs> I'm just like you. Um, but his name is Rennell, Raynell Roy. Okay. And he's been doing it all on his own. Um, according to his videos, learning how to kayak and learning how to fish. And he's sort of doing these blogs or vlogs of how he's out there getting it done yeah. by himself. I can tell where he's fishing because I pretty much know all the areas that mm-hmm. he, that, that he's in, but there are some times where he's talking about, you know, Oh, I'm over here at Pierce Marsh or no, he says I'm launching over here by highway six by this burger joint. I think it's called Lewis's. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all right, he's going to Pierce Marsh. Yeah. There's a railroad track here, you know. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I know exactly where he's at. But um, at the video account of him kind of like learning to kayak and learning how to fish and do all of this is is funny because we were all there. And I didn't have the video prowess at the time, and I still don't, honestly. That's why I never take my video cameras There's out. There's only one person right now on this show that has I know. video prowess at all. And Actually, not me my... or you. You know what's funny is like I think that's cool of him to document the learning process because when, oh, I, it... first, when I first started out, like you know, I didn't even really talk much in videos. I was just fishing, but the truth is, is like I didn't know. I, I was just learning it. Like I'm learning it with everybody else watching, but it's it's cool to just be up front and admit like i don't know what i'm doing and i'm I'm figuring this out with you Mm -hmm. because a lot of it is is like asking all the questions and figuring out the variables um but i think when i first started it was all about like trying to show like you're on the fish and you're a badass (laughs) you know and at some point you just kind of get grounded like hey man that's not what it's like people people trying to learn stuff and people are trying to Oh, this dude is like excited about every little bite, and you could you could tell you're like, oh yeah, man, I was there. Cool. I remember exactly how it's like. And if if you guys that are listening, if you want to check out his YouTube channel, I think it's called Fishing Fishing Trips, Fish and Trips instead of like Fishing Chips, Fishing Trips. Um, so it's it's fun, man. The guy's really loud and obnoxious, and I like that. <laughs> I watched the one where he took the uh, crab traps out. And cut up somebody's, uh, help, help some lady cut up her, uh, she had a big old bird's nest and everything. And it was funny. It's like you said, he, he just had a crab trap and he's like, I, I, I don't know where this is supposed to go, but I'm going to wait out there and I'm going to try to figure this out with my crab trap. <laughs> and it, it, it was, it was cool. Him, him trying to figure it out. I have a, I have a bro code. And, and then I have a story, and I need – I already told Rex this story at dinner, and I need to know whether I was invited. That's so sweet. That's so sweet that y'all y'all have dinner together. 
Well, uh, you know, I asked and him. And he sent me a picture of y'all at dinner, and y'all are, like, right across from each other, like, locked eyes. And exactly, I thought it was... That's, exactly that's how, how we eat over here. That's what happens when he comes over. Are you trying to shave us? Yeah, we're, we're not ashamed. Actually, actually, the picture that he sent me, I was like, are y'all smoking a bong? No. I thought that was a bong on the table, that man. That was olive oil. That was, <laughs> was olive oil. oil. <laughs> now, and it's funny you say that because I text Rex and I'm like, hey, man, you want to come on the show? And he didn't say yes or no. He didn't say anything. He's, what's he for said, dinner? He said, what, what time, time is dinner? That's <laughs> <laughs> how he gets me over here, man. Like, you know, you know Drew knows how to eat, man, and I like to eat, man. So <laughs> we, we, we eat it up before. But I was, okay, so I was telling him this story at dinner. And I need to know if this is a violation of one of the big bro code rules of don't take a picture with another man's fish. You you, you just don't take a picture with another so many man's violations fish. violations out there. Yeah. So yeah. many violations. And, and we were talking about the stringer pictures where, you know, the waiters have like four people stringers and they got them. Hanging over their shoulder, or I'm like, okay, look, if if you got four stringers on your back, why can't you post up with the with the four homies all together and yeah. stand in front and hold your stringer, it's or like, just your you, one stringer, or just your stringer? <laughs> why do you got thirty fish on your back? You know, and a lot of that is just, I think it's a lot of a lot of it's just a troll. You're like, obviously, it's a four, you know, four man limit yeah. or three man limit, you know, but. Dude, you got thirty, you got thirty you got trout on 30 your back. Thirty something trout behind it. We know that those aren't all your trout. Like, what? Why does that need to know. be done? I, I think it, there's like some old school nostalgic picture that people see with like the you know the the stringer over your back, and people try to try to replicate it, and it's become a thing. And all I'm seeing is like you going around holding other people's trophies. You know, like look yeah. at all these, look at all these, these, these uh. Yeah, because it, 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 it really is. Whenever you're taking a fish, a picture with the fish, it's like, look what I did. I catch this. I am man. Look at me. <laughs> I, I can fish. catch these fish. All right, but you know, you know where that behind the back um, stringer picture actually came from? Texas Saltwater Fishing Magazine. No, or something, no. It is a old, 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 old like. Yeah, old like nineteen forties of a kid. Yeah, you know, and he's he's in his muck boots. Yep. And he's got his stringer, and it's like one fish. Back in the day, on the stringer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And he's got no. He's just got one fish. You know, it's like a, it's like, it's like a cute little picture. You know, the kid went fishing. I've seen you know, he's got his. I've seen another picture from back in the day when there was no limits, and like one guy legit. Seventy five trout. Seventy five trout had him slung over his back. But nowadays, like you can, you can literally see. One of the things is like, I'm not really mad at somebody taking a picture. No, no, I'm not upset. I'm just their, like, oh back. god. I'm just saying, like, you're holding up somebody else's fish. Like, to me, I'd rather take a picture with a bunch of my boys. Like we, we like, killed look at us holding we all killed these. Yeah. All of us yeah. killed. Yeah. Them. Like, what's stopping you from taking a, a group picture? But instead, everybody takes turns taking pictures with the same fish. You know, like, I don't know. That's what I just think. It's hey. a little suspect. It's just kind of funny. I'm not really mad about it. I just think it's suspect. And it's kind Those of Instagram girls always get busted for it. They'll be out on a trip, like four girls together. They'll be out on a trip. And then, like, 
one of them will post a picture with the fish, and then like four days later, another one will post a post picture, picture with the, the same damn it's fish. A <laughs> yeah, it becomes a prop at that point. Now, I will admit I've taken a picture with another person's fish twice. Was was it for a tournament? One And both times, Drew was involved. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you reluctant? Were you reluctant so, to take the fish? So the first time, yes, I was reluctant to take your fish, but you were like, here, man, I saw you drop your fish in the water. <laughs> Use this for your picture. Take take this one. It literally fell off my freaking stringer, man. I was like, Drew, look at these fish. And I, like, picked my stringer up, and one of them goes flying off of my freaking stringer. Oh, and, I uh, remember that. I remember. Yeah. The and then you get... Not, it's not like you got skunked, and you're like, give me right. fish so I don't... So I, don't, I can take it. So like, you legit <laughs> caught some fish, and you're like, "Let me get your your fish, so I can." Round no, out. he didn't want to. He didn't want to take them home. So he yeah, I didn't. Take... I didn't want to keep them. I, but I didn't uh, keep them that day. So I was not over my limit. All you junior game wardens, just so you know, um, and Drew did give me a, a, a certificate of transfer for that day. So yes, <laughs> I keep them in my truck. And and the other time was cats because uh, someone had taken my fish, <laughs> and before I, I I was able to take a picture, so I I grabbed Abel Zuniga's fish. Uh, actually, it wasn't Abel's because Abel only had a mullet. Um, it was <laughs> it was uh, Alex's, I think. But anyway, yeah, I grabbed his his uh, fish to take a, a well, picture. That, that's because too that fish that you caught at Cats is now swimming. In the San Luis Pass County Park Aquarium, uh, yeah. Right now, it, yeah, that's. I saw them feeding the other day. They named him Alex. I think is what they named him. He, that sucker has a lot of spots, man. They were like, "Wow, that's a beautiful fish. Come put him in the aquarium." So they were. They redid. Have you ever been inside the San Luis Pass Park? No. So they they, they have a huge aquarium in there, and they have a flounder, they have a trout, they oh. have sheephead. And they were redoing the whole inside, so they let all those fish go, and they didn't have a redfish in there. So Chris brought in, a, I don't want to say a smaller redfish. But it, was it was like 24 inches. Yeah, it wasn't a huge redfish, but it was had beautiful coloring and spots. And a lot it. of spots. And Tons the of way, spots. And the Waymaster, Kevin, actually runs the park, so he asked if he could keep that fish, and they, they put it in there in oh, the aquarium. Cool. And actually, it was probably a month and a half ago we went and saw your fish. So whenever you guys go to the San Luis Pass County Park, make sure you go in there and Look, say hi to Chris's fish. It's what they need to do though is they need to recognize that's a female, that was not a male. So they need to change the name. To, well, I guess Alex is kind of. Hey, it goes both ways. Hey, it could be unisex. How do you Alexa tell it what it's going to be? How can you tell? I was kidding. I I asked it. <laughs> No, that's a real, no, I, don't, I have so, no idea. Oh, so, well, okay, so there are – I have talked to people who seem to be more knowledgeable than me. Old salts is what we call them, right? And they have said that uh, – I think it's the males drum more than the females. So a lot of times if you're catching fish that are drumming, um, is yeah, they're, they're males – um, but also I think the females get much larger than the males as well. And I think that's in most, in, in the animal kingdom in general, a lot of times the, the males are, are prettier, daintier, um, and the females are uglier and fatter. 
Damn, I'm gonna get. Yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah. This is all hearsay, but I've heard. It is. It is. You know, redfish can actually they change sexes, like like they they can morph. Yeah, there are fish that do that. Sheep's head do that. Not not the types of sheep's head that you and I catch, though. The sheep's head offshore sheep's head. Like the bump on the head sheep's head. Yes, yes. Black and red. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so let me know if this is a bro code violation with taking a picture with another man's fish. So LSKS, shoot, this was probably like 2013 maybe. Um, started working with the company. I had brand new stickers for this company all over my kayak. I had shirts. I had everything. Uh-oh, I know where we're going with this. I fish the tournament, and I get skunked. And I'm like, man, I've got to get some pictures of this company with some redfish tails or something. So we get back to the launch, and Joe Davis is there, and he's got a stringer full of fish. And I say, Joe, can I borrow your fish real quick? And let me go take a picture with my Viking kayak. He's like, no, it wasn't Viking at that. Well, I, I, it was a Viking, but it was with a, a company now defunct called iKayakFish.com. And I had the stickers and everything on there. And I said, hey, can I borrow your fish? And he's like, what the fuck do you want my fish for? And I'm like, I'll just be right back. Just let me have your stringer. So I took the stringer over there and laid out the tails all nice around the I kayak fish. And then I, I took remember some this picture, man. Yeah, I took some pictures of it, but I did not take pictures of me with the fish holding it out. Like, look what I can do. Like I, I used it for kind of promotional stuff. Is that like kind of a violation of the bro code, a full violation not a violation. Where do you two stand on the, the bro codeness of using fish for promotional purposes, but you don't really have a picture of you holding the fish? That's uh, not as bad as another instance, but I'll let I'll let Rex go I, first. I don't think it's, it's that bad, but it is. I mean, you're dropping the photo on your profile, so it's like it's it's. It's a little it's, suspect. It's, per, it's perpetrating. It's very assumed true. that, that you got those fish. And, and for the for for the record, I felt crappy about it, and I still feel crappy about it. And that is the one and only time I've used somebody I mean, else's that, fish. That's the difference. I think you know. Obviously, like in a, you know, we were talking about props, right? And it's not saying like women who wear bikinis can't catch these fish, but there are instances where they're literally using these fish as props to take pictures with them, and they stage it out and post another picture. You know, one person holding it. Next, four days later, somebody else is holding it. Right, same fish. But like, there's instances where you're 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 literally doing a commercial shoot. Like you have one day to shoot to get it for a company, and that photo is getting. It doesn't matter. I mean, that fish is a prop in in that in that scenario. So, it, is it okay to use another man's prop? I don't know, man. Prop That's, fish. I think if it's going on like you know, a brand page, like it's not a big deal. But if it's going on your personal page and you're like, any any fish you put on your page, you better be one that you caught. You're, you're bait. You're it's telling assumed people, yours. Look at me. Yeah. You're telling people I caught it. Okay. You know, like even whenever, like sometimes on the skiff, right? Like, um, sometimes Matt will be on on his the polling platform. He'll catch a fish and I'll net it for him. 
and then I've got a camera up on the bow, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is Matt's fish. I just want to let everybody know. Just, <laughs> I just netted it for him. I'm just showing you his fish. Now I'm going to put it back. <laughs> you know, I say that every time because, like, there's something about it. Like, I don't like – I don't even want to – I don't want to – I don't know. You, you don't, don't want, want to, to perpetrate. You I don't, don't want to perpetrate. I don't want to make, I don't want to front like I caught this fish, especially if I had like a, a crappy day and he's killing it, you know? Okay, so let's take that to, to the over the line um, scenario. And that's when you're fishing, you got some nice fresh mullet or nice fresh shrimp. And you're out there soaking some live bait and you get you a nice big one. You get it up to the kayak, you get it in the kayak, and you instantly put in Joe Schmo's lure in its lip. Oh god. And you take and you take a picture with Joe Schmo's lure yeah. in the lip. Yeah. Um I've actually run into people on the water doing that. And that's a violation. That's a violation. Definite violation. <laughs> that's a that's hundred percent violation. <laughs> yeah. Now would you it's not a violation if you catch it on the lure. Okay, let me figure out. How are you trying to spin this, Drew? <laughs> no, 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 no. So you catch a fish on a lure. Uh, hmm. You're promoting those lures. Yeah, and it tears you, you the go lure back to, to take. Hail. Tears go the back lure to take. Hail. I'm down. I'm down out, with you that. Put a, you put a fresh lure yeah. on there. You put it back beside there. You take a picture. Is that against I've the throw code? I've got many pictures like that, lots of them like that. Um, there, look, you've got to have, and what Rex Rex is much smarter than I am, so he uses very sophisticated words. But you've got to have uh, what's that word I'm looking for, Rex? Integrity. Yeah, that. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't feel bad about doing that because I know that I caught that fish on that lure. And at the time, I was did not have the opportunity to take a good photo. You're just or, making the presentation better. Yeah, you know, I still baked that cake. You know, I didn't take a picture of it whenever it was just ingredients. <laughs> I took a picture of it whenever it was done, and it was pretty. This is, I mean, all this stuff we're talking about with the brokerage is all interesting stuff because a lot of it is, a lot of it is is the assumption of like how you think you're supposed to conduct yourself, you know, like your morals, your values different between groups of friends and groups of people too. Because I mean, cause here's the thing, like that particular thing loading up, you catch a fish with, with one lure, you take out that lure, put in your sponsor's lure and put it in, in there. Right. So some people operate their social media purely promotional. Other people operate it like this is my lifestyle. This is I live. This is real shit. Right. And, you know, some people fall in in between. So, I mean, the person who, who puts that lure is lure. They didn't catch that fish with that lure. They put it in the mouth and they're doing a photo op with it. You know, they're trying to please, please their sponsors. A lot of time in their head, it's like I caught the fish, <laughs> you know. It's not, I don't know. I, I've, I've gone so opposite of like, I have a business, I have a brand that I promote, but I hate being promoting that I'm like, my vi video footage is, is 
all cast to catch. And you see you see the lure get casted at that fish. You see the fish eat it. And then I take the fish up and that lure that I cast it is in his mouth. Like zero percent BS. Mm. It's everything's like all about like integrity. And I feel like if you're trying to, to have credibility and try to be some kind of like fishing uh, expert, I don't want to say influencer because influencer is just it is a silly. It's a bad word. Are you are you in the circle? <laughs> no, I mean, I could be. I mean, just because like, uh, you know, I have brands that I'm I'm promoting, like my own brands. But I think you know having people can recognize real and they can they can they can recognize when something's legit and what ends up happening is and this is also one of those things where people go through stages in their fishing career like and i have air quotes mm-hmm. right because a lot of people get super pumped up and they want to do this as a career so then they do stupid things like let me put this lure in his his mouth so i get this super cool picture and you get some kind of fake clout and fake like uh praise for just to be clear that's not what i was doing but i have i have (laughs) yeah (laughs) i have put the lure back into a fish's mouth to to uh you know pose no you legit caught that yeah Yeah, on that lure, on yeah. that lure. Yeah. It's you're, for, you're, you're setting up a, 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 a product picture, which is okay. Absolutely, you caught that fish with that product. But to catch to to catch a fish on a piece of bait, or a uh, a live bait, or another bait, and then switch it over to a sponsored person's lure, first off, really shows your confidence in the product, there, pal. <laughs> you know. It's yeah. like you're not fishing with that product like all day long, grinding it out, you know, trying to figure out how it works, you know, where its weaknesses are, where its strengths are. Um, you know, shame on you and, you know, you should be fired ultimately, immediately. Um, but you know what? Everybody should just use Gulp anyway. It's the best shit on the market. Everybody fall back to Gulp anyways. Go to that. Chris. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to think how I want to word this. Uh oh. No, it, something it's, I did. It's nothing. But, no, 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 no. It, it just kind of, you know, dovetails off of what Rex was saying. I, I think once brands get a certain popularity or a certain customer base and everything, it becomes less and less about the actual product and more and more about the lifestyle that people pursue once they get into using that type of product. And I think you're seeing that more and more on um, Instagram and Facebook and things like that. There's less in-your-face promotion of a product and more promotion of the type of lifestyle around that product so case in point go ahead carrot sticks oh what what are those carrot sticks come on man please tell me you guys remember that oh i remember them but orange rods you can't you can't buy them anymore you can't find them no but but do you remember whenever they were uh the bee's knees no not when they were the bee's knees 
But whenever they were in your face marketing with nearly, you know, 70% of the newbies out there as pro staff because they needed somebody to push and, and, and get their product out there. And it was just, it was obnoxious. It was obnoxious, very similar to like Viking. What were they called? Was it Viking? No. Yes. Viking kayaks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a dig. That was a dig. I love those kayaks, man. I mean, they're amazing yeah, as far as the day when it was ran by other people. That's very yeah. People too. That's yeah. very true. That Dude, their their marketing true. campaign was annoying, annoying, annoying. <laughs> the great they could be the greatest kayak. I don't care. Feelings now. Look, they could be have, the greatest kayaks in the world. Yes. I love everybody out there, okay? Every every single one of you, even if you're a dumbass like me, I love you. But that marketing campaign was just it made me not want to buy the kayak even though it was an awesome kayak. Man, I'm gonna be quiet cuz I don't want nobody to say anything. Bill Bragman's gonna start talking about me and he ain't talked about me in probably 3 or 4 years. <laughs> so I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna pass on that too. You shouldn't have bought that Revo from him, man. It was all problems from the beginning. Man, I had Revos. I had Vikings. I was part of the the Viking raid there at the very beginning, man. No, but like the whole man. Great subject, Chase. Bro, bro, Change bro, the subject. Change no, the subject. Bro code to like pro staff. It's just like. <laughs> yeah, is there a bro? Is there a bro code? In 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 pro staffing, I don't that, know. people look, that want to get no, I can't even tell. Look, I can't even, I I don't even tell people how to do stuff anymore. If I see somebody being super promoting, I'm like, oh, they're just getting into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, this is just what they. This is what everybody does. Like, you know, it's like a Grammy acceptance speech every time you catch a fish. You know, I'd like to thank, thank all <laughs> my sponsors. You know, and it's like what. What is this? Like every single fish, there's there's a um, there's a thank you, but there's no like um, I don't know. It it's it's like obvious. Mm-hmm. There there's no it's hiding in your, it. It's, it's in a your template, face. and it's obvious what it is, right? And it's a copy and paste hashtags of everybody that you're working with. Yeah, but yeah, I, why are y'all talking about me like this, man? No, but at the same time, though, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, it it has to. There's obviously people still have to promote, so you have to find creative ways to to still promote and like basically you just have to let people know that this product exists and it worked you know but so the between there is like people that use templates and people that find creative ways to do it i don't know i mean that's just you can kind of tell where people are at when i found i found a creative way that i absolutely fell in love with but i'm so freaking busy right now i can't do it reels are fun one minute two minute just quips you know that uh they could be funny they could be serious but entertainment you know they need to be entertaining um i really like that but there is a bro code in 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 staffing man and um because we do need good staffers out there right i mean don't you agree that that we need people to promote product you, you, know, you we, need people to promote products, but I don't think you need a huge pro staff. Because everybody and their mama is a pro a promotional staffer now. I got a weird I got a take on it as a brand owner. It's like 
I think pro staff is is uh I think pro staffing is dead. And I think it's just like an old school approach. Like but the 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 people that the pro staff staffers uh, uh, the people that the pro staffers appeal to are aspiring pro staffers right so it's just it's a vicious circle no so it's like a lot of people get so like right now they just let's just pretend this pro staffer is the influencer right so the only the only uh people that the influencers are are important to are aspiring influencers so this is their currency this is their little world they live in and uh, and a lot of times it's like i don't want to have nothing me personally i don't have nothing to do with that like like with action hat it's like you use the product you give me cool cool footage and i'll share it it doesn't matter if you have like like a million subscribers or you have a few following just give me good content and i'll share it and what ends up happening is i'll share people who have small followings right next to people with big followings and anybody can can appear on it but it's all driven by what the product is used for right and this like action has is used for filming great fishing footage but i think there's like me personally i think pro staffing is dead but people keep pro staffing around because a lot of their market is driven by aspiring is supported by aspiring by pro newer, newer guys that are know? buying the products and a lot of it is just you know like i think it, it is a it is a, a lot of um i'm not I, I i i hate sometimes i don't like talking about this because i sound salty about it but it's just an observation right like a lot of it is like ego driven you know and it's like i don't know I can go. I can go off. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's like you know, you put on a basketball jersey, and, and all of a sudden you want you want everybody to respect you because you're you know you can you can ball, right? But like, can you? Or are you just wearing a jersey? It's the same thing with fishing. Are you just or riding the bench? You, promote, you know, I mean, but at the same time, like you know, a lot of these, a lot of the the people grow up seeing like bass fishermen uh, with. You know, like maybe not NASCAR. Not, 20, it's NASCAR. NASCAR. Twenty twenty logos on their shirt. Man, they get paid twenty G's per logo on that shirt, right? For that spot. Somebody pays two hundred bucks to go have a jersey made. Yeah. They can appear to be that. <laughs> and have those same ones appear, on their shirt. Be, yeah. Right? So it's like what For the you, record, man, I've only spent like twenty five dollars on one of those. <laughs> 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 so I mean at the end of the day, man, it's like people are just sitting around judging each other, right? Like we're judging these other people, right? So it, it I don't know. It, it sometimes it's like kind of a toxic. It ends up becoming like this toxic thing. But you know, I I think a lot of people end up like stepping out of it. And they're like, what am I doing? Like this is just fishing, man. Like this is keep it fun. Like fish fresh is like keep it fun, keep it fun, keep it fresh. Yeah, and you know? it, and it. Like I said earlier, it, it's going to change depending on the group of people that are around you. What's important to them. Yeah, because there's going to be people who listen to this and they're like, those dudes are asses. But they're probably at a different part of their fishing journey, a different part of their, you know, trying to figure out their own identity as a person, um, what's important to them. You know, there's... There's a difference 
between, you know, Chris and his mentality. Yeah. Empty nester, kids are all gone, redoing a house, doing all this, and then me being, you know, dad, kids just starting football, everything. Rex gets to be the single guy, travel around free. everywhere. I'm free. He's free. <laughs> he gets to spend a lot of time with his family Me and, and everything dog. now. Gets to go where he wants to in Louisiana. It's different. We have and there's lights. a difference yeah, between a 23-year-old kid and a uh, – sorry, kid. A 23-year-old man who is trying to figure out his place in this world and you know, what he wants from social media and fishing. Some and of those people – some of those people, I get excited for them, man. You know, I'm like, hey, look at this. You know, this person, they're just now getting into it. and But they're doing it the right way. They're doing it because they have passion for it, and they're, they're, they're excited, too. They're not they're excited posting too. on Facebook, does anyone want to sponsor me? Right. You know, and we've gotten messages like that a lot. Um, you know, how do I get sponsors? And I'm like. Yeah, those are like the universally cringy stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So that's that's, yeah. What, that's what we're really talking about. Like, well, it, like you can't really, you're not even going to reach these people because they don't even see it, see it yet. That is what I was going to say because this post that this gentleman made said, "Does anyone want to sponsor me for my new YouTube videos? Hit me up if you want your product seen." Da 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 da. Dude, is that the same guy that ended <laughs> up saying a bunch of bullshit on my? Yes, yes, my, it is. Yes, it oh is. Oh, my because gosh. Because then somebody <laughs> – Chris so, is going to get upset. That, that's, so, a, that's a great example of somebody starting out not even knowing, like, what they're doing. Like, well, and then somebody told him that. They said, you know, hey, man, instead of asking, can I get some sponsors, mm-hmm. go out there and prove yourself worthy of putting out good content. Yeah. And then the sponsors will come to you, and you won't have to get on social media but, asking. And but, then it completely flipped around where everybody was jumping the dude yeah. that told him to put out good content, and they're like, "Leave this man alone. He can do it how he wants to." Another <laughs> super he. This person ended up doing another super cringy thing that I think we're all guilty of doing. Um, another bro code violation is spam. Oh yeah, spam the hell out of somebody. Don't spam the hell out of Facebook. Don't no, spam you, spam the hell out of pages. We're all on the same pages. But we uh, like like what we discovered here in this whole topic is like there's different stages. Yeah. Of people that like come into fishing with the aspiration of making it um, a business or a career, or they're trying to build their name, or or just trying to build a, a, a career in fishing. And that's like I give people props props for that but you know just starting a youtube channel does not immediately get you sponsors like you have to build it and it like starting a youtube channel is harder than ever i make the analogy of like starting a youtube channel is like now you're going to be a is my you might as well say like i'm going to be a rapper right and like you're going to drop your mixtape and you're going to just like hand it out right and then, youtube's like, already obsolete man yeah youtube's are already obsolete um but I'm saying it's 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 comparable to starting a music career, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody has the opportunity to go make music or make a YouTube video or do whatever. But then you're in a sea of other people trying to do the same exact thing. Exact same thing. So how do you how do you stand out? How do you market yourself? How do you how do you grow? How do you not like annoy people? But 
all of us, like me included, you included, we've all been through each of these these phases where it's like you're you're feeling yourself. Your feelings are real. Oh, yeah. you, know? you, you go back Whoa. to my 2013 post, and, man, and there's like you're taking selfies. There's like ten like, you know, kayak fish, Jackson kayaks, <laughs> contour cameras. Like there's no, every uh, hashtag under I the took, sun. I took a picture of myself as a banner of like me wearing three different things. It's like me as triplets <laughs> <laughs> on three different colored kayaks, right? And it's just me as like Duck Dynasty, but it was all me. Right. Why do and Why I, do I remember this? It was I remember. Kite. Yeah. And I put sponsors was, yeah. on the back, and I thought I was like, "Man, this is the shit." Right. This is the shit, dude. But I'm saying we're all guilty of that. We've all stuff. been. We've so all the, been a part reason, of a lot of like, this bro code. I'm stuff. not saying this stuff to be an asshole. I'm saying like I've been through all these cringy moments. We've yeah. been you know? through this process. You guys have been spammers before. <coughs> yes. You know we. Drew I, is still a spammer. Uh, I have no, no, <laughs> no, no spam. Okay, as anymore. of maybe a couple months ago, he might have cut as down. A, but it's been about yeah. a year. For a while, for a while, I thought he. For a while, I thought he turned Micronesian on me. No. <laughs> he was spamming so much. <laughs> These are, uh, ultimately, it's becoming more, con- this is like a confessional. Yes. Stuff we used to, <laughs> to do. Like, you know what will keep you honest? What's that? Facebook yeah. memories. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Facebook memories and friends with good memories that'll, that'll so call you out on your BS. I think, I think. Um, 2014 has got to be like the start of when I got on Facebook or something because now I'm seeing a bunch of memories from 2014 and it's all like... Is it all man's baits? Dude, no, it's it's me. I, I must have thought that Facebook was for sharing contests. <laughs> because, because all of my memories are like... I'm sharing, you know, you know how contests used to be online contests, like the Facebook contest, you know, share this post to win. And so Texas I'm like, outdoors. Oh, I yes. Shared their, they had some uh, great packages. I never went to tons. Oh, yeah. Roy's, Roy's cool. All Roy's a good guy. Do, all we used to do was just share stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. And, and, and this is completely sidebar, but you know, it's a really, really, really old post. If I put like, because it, it, before it said like what's on your mind and all that it had your name before it and if it just says is blah 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 so it would be wrote as like drew turner is and i would start out the sentence with is i wouldn't put anything as like drew turner is <laughs> going fishing today for some crappie hashtag gat gear like, I know it's a really, really old post if it has that in there. I, I think, like, you know, as we grow older and you see how people try to, to um, like, you see it so much in the younger generation where people try to, to uh, create this pretend image of their life, right? So I met this really cute girl. She was like, um, I feel bad. <laughs> She's like, you know, she's 23, right? And uh, I look at her Instagram. I didn't know she was 23. But anyway, I look at her Instagram. Everything's just a highlight picture, like world, highlight world reels. traveling, like just. And I'm like, oh, that's how people, that's how people do it, you know. But like when we first started out, it's like you're, we're we're trying to present ourselves as expert fishermen or somebody in the industry, and that's how it all starts. 
But as you get older and you start noticing that this is what the kids, the kids have really bought into this. They have this whole fake world and fake persona that, that they, they live, they live online. And you're like, man, I don't really want to do that. Like I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. (laughs) Like this is like, let me, let me, you know, you realize how important it is to become more authentic and more Mm. real that people as, as the world becomes more fake, the more, you need to to be more authentic and more real and and just just be a real person you know and i'm going on this trip next week and i don't even plan on taking many pictures of myself i'm taking pictures of all the dudes that i'm going fishing with because first of all they're much better fishermen than i am chris is taking pictures of dudes on the trip yep i am man keep that um and you know well like i said they're much better fishermen than i am they're well more equipped to do the job um, on, on specifically the devil's river. Um, I'm going to be, and as I said, on one of their posts the other day, the proverbial fish out of water, um, on this trip. So my, my whole entire, um, shtick on this deal is, is I'm going to be, I'm going to have all my freaking cameras with me. This is my chance to actually get some really great media, um, to share with the world. Um, you know, we said something earlier about YouTube, you know, you said, all these people are coming in and they're being, you know, they're, they're in a sea of other people trying to do the same thing. And not only are they in the sea of other people trying to do the same thing, but they're also in the ocean of the Jake Pauls and the people that have already made it. And so it's hard to kind of reinvent that. Those people are already trying to reinvent themselves because they've become irrelevant. So now they've got to become boxers. Um, and, and what you see being regurgitated on youtube is actually people's tiktok videos being shared on youtube um and you know a lot of cross platforms because that media is no longer uh working so much as well as they thought it would so i mean uh, yeah people a lot of people have like a lot of their a lot of their career is built into like one platform right now let me do a side uh, like a disclaimer right here. I think it's cool as hell that somebody can make the potential that people can make a living making silly videos on YouTube. Dude, like, those people are if if you can do it, do it, right? It's be- at least they're, they're they're enjoying even if you're making silly fishing videos and they blow up, right? Like at least they didn't like give up on their life and and like just just decide to like some people love be love accounting, right? Mm-hmm. But like, let's say they got pressured into accounting and they ended up going into accounting and hating it, right? If they can make a living doing something they they love on YouTube, like YouTube has opened up that opportunity. But what ends up happening is is like people pretend to be Jake Paul with like a hundred followers, right? And they just kind of jump the gun and and it's this whole fake it till you make it. And then they they're copying the mannerisms like, hey, guys, like everybody just jumps right into that YouTube character off the jump and expect to get that same kind of return and success. But the reality is, is like, you know, maybe Jake Paul and them were different when they first started from how the other people are. And people are now copying what they used to used yeah. to do. But it, I mean. It's it's just 
the whole social media world is just such a tricky tricky game like I, I sometimes get mad because like the YouTube shorts it's like man freaking TikTok has like crept into my YouTube yeah <laughs> you know TikTok has crept into everywhere yeah. right but then on the flip side is is like you know all those those fishing eats videos I, dro- I dropped a hundred of them on YouTube shorts and then so every day a fresh eat gets dropped on YouTube shorts and I'm like man this my videos are getting 5,000 views 16,000 views like they're going semi-viral in their own little the YouTube shorts but it, that's how it works like you see a new platform or you see a new feature like go play with it and experiment with it because at the end of the day if you're running a brand it's like how how can you find a way to get your brand in front of people that doesn't put them off but attract is, attracts mm. them to your brand and tells them what you're you're doing yeah. right so like i hate the fact that like the shorts have have brought all this like uh tiktok junk into my youtube but at the same time i'm capitalizing on it by using it to spread out my to share my eats who's the guy that that's now a tiktok millionaire that um all he did was a simple hand gesture uh i think it's like <laughs> something like kwame or something like that um yeah where he would just make it he was yeah, basically he, just he trolling just all these trolling like, the, yeah the, the hacks these, these the hacks. hacks yeah and he's just like hmm, and does it i think People should film themselves doing things that they love. And I think too many people do things for film and hope somebody loves them. Yeah. I mean, like, that's getting pretty deep down in there. But if you go out and do things that you love and film it and then edit it, it will really show... But don't go, don't go try, well, I won't say don't try to purposely film stuff because some of that funny stuff, it's, it's different. But don't just film stuff for other people. Make sure that you are enjoying yeah, what you're yeah, out there doing whatever, and filming. Whatever character or persona that you, uh, are, that you blow up with, you're gonna have to be stuck with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be that that guy, you know. So it's just like, you know, if you want to be like the, I don't know, cringe is so relative, guys. Like, we're we're at a certain age bracket where everything's cringy to us because we're old men, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, and, but, but like every, we're cringy. Everything. We're, we're all these old men right now. All these young. All these. All these. All the younger, yeah, no, they're right now. They're saying you freaking boomers, right? Yeah. They, first off, they don't even know what that means. We're not boomers. We're Gen Xers. Get it right. Um, but yeah, they're 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 getting cringed out by us right now for sure. You may be a Gen Xer, old man. Gotta... I'm Gen Y. I'm a millennial. Well, Rex is Gen X. You just got. I'm, I'm 1980, bro. I'm like right on the border. Yeah. Right on the border. No, but like. Really, I'll claim I'll claim you as Gen X, man. Come on over. Actually, I'll claim Drew as Gen X too. <laughs> I'm a millennial. A millennial. I'm man. right on the edge of millennial. I think millennial starts at 1980. But really, my my wife is a is a millennial. Ugh. No, but like, peep, you just have to to be okay with how you're presenting yourself at the end of the day. If you feel like you're being fake or like, 
or you're being like like the excited high guys every single time. Like you watch any YouTube video. Every single one. Hey guys. There's hey a, guys. There's a uniform. There, there is this YouTube persona, which everybody kind of starts out doing, which makes sense. But as you grow into YouTube or let's say Facebook or whatever platform, right? If you're trying to present yourself, like it may take some time to finally discover like how you present, how you are and how, how to be authentic. Right. But another thing to consider is that the way people make content is very different and serves different purposes. Like you love, you love music too, Mm -hmm. but we're all like old school hip hop heads, you know? So it's like, not everybody fucked with Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. right some people like party puff daddy music you know like there's like you chris as a dj there's a time and place like people people loved like puff daddy all about the benjamins baby oh, yeah. right? mace but and you puff go, daddy and everything but you you roll out of of the thing you're jamming wu-tang or you're jamming like mob deep or you're dr- jamming like ugk or you know like what there's there's different flavors for different purposes right it's just like you know the the type of content you make like figure out what kind of content you make are you making like fast food like disposable content or are you making like (laughs) films are you making like you know like like artsy stuff you could pick a lane like we don't all have to go be like hey guys youtubers you know, leave, leave a message in the comment. You know, leave a comment. Smash that subscribe button. How much you think this fish weighed? Leave a comment. You know, leave a comment. Like, I don't know. I can't watch that. But maybe like, I I fully admit like I'm just like a 40 year old dude now, and I just can't stand that shit. I didn't realize that I liked doing those those short reels until I did a couple of them. I was like, damn, that shit's fun, dude. I'm gonna <laughs> do know, a couple more, man. Chris, <laughs> earlier I said that you know everybody's kind of had their mind made up about you whenever you said that you know they may think I'm a dick from this, blah blah blah. After we finish this episode, I think our listenership for probably like. 28 and below is gonna go down but the guys that are like 30 to 45 are gonna be like damn right they are right about all that youtube garbage and this 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 and this yeah yeah well let me ask you i don't know why every 30 to 45 year old is a redneck now but they're they're now a redneck too (laughs) yeah he was saying that's what every 30 or 45 sounds like i do like old school hip-hop you know but when i'm rolling out from a wedding after i've dj'd an event I'm probably going to be like today, man. I might be listening to, well, yeah, silence or, or like, hey, man, Zen. But no, uh, I might be throwing on some like Cole Wetzel, man. You know, some Texas country because, you know, it gets up in my feels these days. But the Texas country scene is, is coming back. Dude, it's, it's great. It is fantastic. Colby Cooper, man. Cole Wetzel. There's, there's some good art. Mike Ryan. There's some good Texas country artists it's, out there. It's it, Rex is looking away like mm, I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> I don't want to get Andrew's last name wrong, but but there is a listener of the show. His name's Andrew, and he actually plays for Mickey and the Moto Cars. And for for people who don't know, Mickey and the Moto Cars is is a Texas country band. They've been around for a while. I saw them open up for Cross Canadian Ragweed back in like 2003 or 
or 2004, and I was just having this conversation with him about the, the Texas country music scene is really good starting stuff. to pop back off with actual type of 90s, early 2000s yes. type yeah. of country. Mm. And so, so there is hope for country music in that way. But, but my absolute... Like my absolute favorite music to listen to, no matter what time of day or what's going on, is definitely '90s grunge, man. Um, Drew, I was going to ask you a question since you're there choking on something. I'll wait for you to come back. You done choking? <laughs> I was sneezing. Sorry about that. So, so I'm coming back to a full circle. I'm gonna circle back, as Drew would say. '90s grunge. Who's your favorite '90s grunge? Oh, uh, Allison Chains, man. Alice Alice Chains. Chains. Yeah, yeah. What, dude. what do you consider I, Green Day? Okay, dude, we already talked about this, right? Is Green um, Day grunge or punk or what is Green Day? So back back Pop? when Green Day back when Green Day Dookie. first Dookie the Dookie album when when Green Day first came out they were grunge, dude. Okay. They were grunge rock, they but now they're considered rock. now they're considered emo. Hmm. Well, that's true. I could see Green Day being emo. There yeah, so, and so you see how ahead. we're breaking down this music, right? Like that's there's some people that are like so pop, like fishing. Let's just talk about the fishing world, right? There's some people on YouTube that are so popular uh, on the fishing aspect. You're like, what is this? Like, why are they popular? Why are they popular? But then everybody just copies the popular person and tries to duplicate their content. But that's pop music. You know there's genres of yeah that's different genre, popular that's pop, music. That's yep. popular music. And then sometimes, man, I'll find this like just this little, little channel, and their 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 video quality is great, or they're they're teaching me something, or I'm learning something. But you look at any genre, like whether it's I, I look at band life stuff. I like you know I have I follow all kinds of different things, but every there there's there's popular stuff within every genre, of of uh, like YouTube categories. And then there's like more artsy, artsy mm-hmm. stuff. So it's not like everybody needs to do this or everybody needs to do that. But like, you know, find your lane and realize that there are different lanes. Like we don't all have to, to like copy, like, uh, you know, catch them all fishing is, is, mm-hmm. is, is huge on, on the fishing side. We don't is all that have Pokemon to... or something? Yeah. Well, basically he's, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's fishing in South Florida. So he catches all kinds, you know, all those different species out there. Gotta catch them all. I didn't know how the song went, but Chris, we're we're at two hours, man. You so I'll, let me circle back to this this circle question. Back. Circle back, way back, right. way back. Circle way. So, back. so back. we were talking about we were talking about. <laughs> damn it, man! We were talking about uh, the Patreon thing. All right, and and I wanted to ask Drew this question to try and put things some things into perspective. You respect your mama, of I course love you do. My mama. You would never do anything to make her disappointed in you. I mean, but I even, have before, but... Yes, but you're going to try your best. Podcast. Now, yes, I now, am. I, I'm going to try my best. Somebody I'm that, at the age where I'm worried about what my mama thinks. And, and, and in many cases, some people would probably respect even more the thought of disrespecting their grandfather, right? Because that person is like you know, a cherished entity in their life. Yes. It, this person is cherished, man. They would hate to to disappoint their grandfather. 
if some of these Patreons that are out there have a grandfather that was their their mentor in fishing, their grandfather going to be very, very, very upset with some of the things that they're doing out there. They bring shame upon their family. Disgrace. <laughs> Disgrace. Disgrace. Disgrace Gra- stuff. Just... Gra- now, now, granted, their grandpappy is not going to be as old as my grandpappy, which is no longer here on this earth. I think he died in like 1984. Um, one of them, anyway. Um, but still, the the day and age of of the GPS being the old man is long gone, right? Um, We're now reliant 100% on a device to tell us where to go and how to get there. Uh, The day and age of the fishing for dummies is gone. That book has probably never been picked up. Facebook is now fishing for dummies. Yeah, that book hasn't been picked up in 10 years or more. You know what? With the apocalypse, I'm putting that book on the shelf, man, because, like, you know, some future generation hey, may, need, may need to. There you YouTube, go. That's, that's, YouTube will be that's why I have not That's why I have not gotten rid of all 600-plus of my Blu-rays and DVDs. I won't do it hmm. because one day Skynet going to take it out, bro. Yeah. You can do. Uh-huh. You can that, that's what the people with VCR uh, – uh, VHS tapes stacked up in their yeah. that are saying right now and eight tracks. This the one day all that digital stuff this is gonna be around. What and, you gonna do with there ain't no internet? I'm gonna, and then aliens, and then this aliens knocked out all the satellites. To circle huh? back with what Rex, well, I'm gonna be in my Connex container. So what would it matter? Watching his VHS of Lassie, watching some Dove, watching all seasons of Friends. Bro, that's a full day. That's a full day right there. Lonesome Dove. So eating some pickled okra. Circle back with Rex, and I already forgot what I was gonna say. Um, damn it. Oh, we gotta get out of here. Circle back with Rex. He he mentioned that the day and age of um, pro staffers are gone, and we've been talking about this for I want to say two and a half to three years. Like a lot of people felt like it was coming. It was coming soon, and I think that COVID helped push that along. And one of the reasons why is because you cannot promote product that does not exist. Or that and you don't have or you don't already use. Yeah, and it's not out there right now. There's just, just nothing out there to promote. I, to, to be honest, maybe I'm wrong about it because, like, it's the same thing with the influencers, right? Like, you're like, you you look at these people that are popular influencers and you're like, who the hell are they influencing? But a it's lot not of people, me. A lot, there's, there's, I don't understand it at all. There may be more aspiring influencers than people not aspiring to be influencers. There may be more. I use influencer and prosap as synonymous. Like it, like there may be more people aspiring to become on the pro staff level. That 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 content that a pro staffer is putting out is appealing to them, and it brings more people. So it becomes this little little circle of people. There's a little circle jerk. <laughs> but, but don't forget man there's almost 8 billion people on this planet but he, here's the thing with that infinite infinite oh, awesome yeah infinite genders and infinite genres right yes. 
there are more. I could be wrong. Promotional staff is about gaining new customers. The people who want to be promotional staff are not your best customers. Your yeah. best customers. The reason I say pro staffing is dead is because I think people are not as dumb as as the pro staffers think they are. It's like it's it's a uh, it's it's almost like it's insulting. I, I completely I completely sold, agree that you can actually sell people on that on that where it's more like look at me I am sponsored like every time there's an opportunity to say look at me I'm sponsored is is what they do and, and they pass it off as promotions and that's what I say like I don't think it's it's really effective I could be wrong it's I not effective it's, on us. Yeah, as customers. but maybe we're not the market. But we're—I don't think we're the so target market anymore for I mean, a lot of these it places. It obviously still exists, you know. So, I, I, I still have a beautiful face. I think. No, I—I I think you know people. <laughs> you do. I, I'm not going to argue with that. We're just going to keep rolling with it. You know? So, are you going to join us for dinner next time with your beautiful face? Uh, man, that's a long way. Why don't y'all come down here and help man, me chop up this way. tree? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll sleep on the two times. Yeah, there we go. we'll go back old time, old timey, and do it like that. Chris, any any other bro code things that you want to mention or just throw out? There Look, there really quick. This we, is this is one of those before we get off of here. This is one of those man that I'd really like to go ahead and turn into a contest and get bro codes from the bro staff. Man, um, go ahead, go ahead and put them out there on our Facebook page. Um, we'll post the link to this this uh, episode and start commenting on there, man, go to that specific link and comment on there, you know, give us be your best bro code. Yeah. Be a, shit. Do it, no, man. You get, get it heated. And, uh, I know we've got plenty of stuff to give away still lurking in Drew's, uh, clo- his treasure chest the as treasure. he likes to <laughs> call it. Yeah. The treasure, the treasure closet. Treasure yeah, the treasure closet. I actually do. I have some uh, really huge real sportswear uh, decals that I want to send to somebody. They're, I mean, they're huge. They're like six inches by like eight inches. They're pretty huge real sportswear decals. So I want to send those to Andrew. Sent me like four or five different colors and, and everything. So they're pretty sweet. Awesome. And speaking no, of decals, let... I'm, I'm going to have some bro staff ones again here pretty soon. So hit me up on. Uh, um, send me a direct message or send a Pallor's Playbook a message on Facebook or Instagram and let me know if you want to get one of those bro staff decals. I'm getting black and I'm getting white. Uh, Rico's taking care of us there, so I'm happy. happy oh, to have Third Coast again. Pit Smoke. Yep, Third Coast Pit Smoke. Shirts, vinyl, barbecue, sausage. He's like everything right now. You don't eat, need no teeth to eat my beef. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well let's get off of here uh i hope you guys enjoyed the bro code slash pro staff slash social youtube media slash, slash social media YouTube <laughs> slash I, I hope, old man episode here i hope i hope people realize and see that we 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 did try to look at it from all different different aspects this we don't like, hate any of it this isn't like yeah, we don't love it all like, yeah we're just trying to, to look at 
look at what's going on and see it from our our standpoint and like how people other people see it at the end of the day like i i think the best approach is to be yourself and try to try to find that if you don't know who, how to be yourself we, we we don't think you're a bad person if you broke any of these bro codes but we may not invite There's you always to go a fishing but. with us there's we always may not a invite you to it's go like, fishing with us. You not some, you may not fit into our circle of friends, but you're not consider. a bad person. These are all just things to consider. Yeah, you know? consider it. Just think about it. Consider think, it. Think about think about think about think it. about it the next time you're going to take that stringer picture. Yeah, do you need that? Do you need to do that? I don't know. We may get some hate <laughs> from this episode though. We probably, we probably we haven't gotten any good hate in a while, Chris. Well, you have from just different posts from other people's posts, but we may get some good hate for this episode. Seems to follow me, man. It it does. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, guys, we're going to get off here. Sorry this episode was late. Life gets in the way, but we 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 hope you guys enjoyed it. And again, hit up the Facebook, hit up the Instagram. Uh thanks to our sponsors, ACK Pure Fishing, Abu Garcia, Pin, Real Sportswear, Bait Butler. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Paddler's Playbook, and we will be coming at you live again in another two weeks with a new episode. See ya. Peace.